All right. Peace and green from the sound of the Russian sun. This is your boy, Monquay. And this is your boy, Stefan. And we're back with episode 61 of the Divine Council podcast, podcast slash stream. Now that we streaming. For sure. We're back at it. You know, we just had a brief conversation. We had a little hiatus. You know, we some young professionals, so we try to get to it when we can get to it. Uh, I got to ask you this, though. My air conditioner is playing. Is it, is it like a muffled sound in the background on my audio? No, nah, I can't hear it. Okay, all right. I guess let's get into it then, you know. Let's roll along with 2021, man. Seems like we've been doing this shit for a long time. And hell, we, we kind of have at this point. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm hopefully I'm trying to get... I mean, I feel like we can, we can, I feel like we can hit that hundred mark by the, you know what? I don't know. I, I think we could, if we really push it, we could hit the hundred mark this year in episodes, but it's, it's going to be a lot of work to get to that point. But, um, I think we could, I think we could do it. You know, I think it's going to happen soon. I think, I think it will. Cause I, like we, we discussed when we first started, you know, it's going to reach a point where this is going to kind of transition to be more and more of a bigger chunk of what we do. And I think it's getting there. Right. right. You know, I don't like to rush into anything, so you got to build that, that foundation. I mean, that's what it—that's what it's all about, you know. Like, um, I've been watching this show called Snowfall. Like, I just oh man, I, that, right, shit. that shit, that shit, yeah, nigga, bro. Yeah, I just finished it, dude. I just caught up, like literally, like an hour ago. I was watching this shit. I'm like, bro, this is better than Power, bro. Like, I'm like, that's the best nigga. shit, dude. I think people don't understand, like. And it's based off of Freeway, Freeway Ricky uh, Ross's life. You know what I mean? The real Rick Ross. Uh, it's based off of his life. Well, for mo- for the most part. And, um, dude, it's fire, bro. It's like I'm watching GTA, but instead it's like a TV show. Like, that, the way it, it, it the, the break it down from how he he starts from, like, the bottom with just selling, like, nickels and dime bags of weed to, you know, to the, you know, the, heart, the crack rock and becoming, like, the king of L.A. and shit and, yeah, next season he's gonna be expanding. Uh, Franklin, like he's even got the same name as a ca- character from GTA. Franklin, mm-hmm. uh, Saint, and um, yeah, bro. He, one of the things is he was talking to his well, not really his girl, but technically, you know, they they messed around in the show or whatever, and they've been friends since they were younger. And she was um, she's on the straight and narrow path, and he's you know he this was when he was still on the come up with the drugs and shit, and she was like, yeah, so what are you trying to you know look for? Or whatever, you know, trying to move forward, and I'm like paraphrasing. He was like, yeah, "Freedom, you know, find, you know, freedom. Like I ain't, you know, I ain't working for nobody. You know what I mean? Like I got my own, and I'm building it up, you know, from the ground up or whatever with my, with my people, with me and mine. And that's what that's my focus, you know. He tried to go to the school route, but that didn't work for him, you know. And um, he's, you know, he's he's doing what he's doing, and I'm looking at it like this, like. I mentioned it before, like I was talking off air uh, to Monquea about this. Is like I was watching like uh, the role playing uh, GTA from uh, T Grizzly. T Grizzly has his own server on GTA Five. A lot of people are on it right now playing. Like he had Anthony Davis on it. Like I saw a video. He was about to kill Anthony Davis' character. He's like, "Yo, yo, bro, it's, it's me. It's AD." Like that, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> I was watching that, and um. Nigga got his own server, got his own, you know, he's got his gaming PC, his, his Twitch channel's live, like, lit. Like, he got, like, like live viewers thing. He be averaging probably around, like, 7,000, 8,000 live people watching the stream and shit. I'm like, bro, like, 
I could really do the streaming shit too because I watch people sometimes. Like I, I might watch. I watch different things. Like I watch some some stuff about uh, they uh, talk about movies. Like this this uh, channel that I watch called Double Toasted. You know these uh these uh these black these well these brothers from um Texas. You know older but older cats. But you know they be talking about movies and stuff. So I watch that. Shit, I'll still look at DJ Academic shit sometimes just to see. Like, I be trying to study that shit. Like, how they, just how they operate, like, in terms of, like, a live stream and how they interact mm-hmm. with the people and shit. Um, what's another one I watch? Another one, Flight Reacts. He be playing a lot of, like, 2K, Madden, shit like that. I be watching how he re- interacts. There's this new dude, uh, Bada. He plays Madden. Uh, he be going crazy, like, on his lives. Like, on Madden, he be, like, super animated, having, like, uh, he got the green screen behind him, making like lightning bolts and shit. Like d- during the game, I think it's called C- his name Siabata or something like that. But he's very entertaining, and I'm just looking at different ways of how people stream and shit. Like you know, I'm just looking at different uh, streams of revenue in general. You know what I mean? Like I, I watch. Uh, I've been playing 2K again recently. I haven't been spending actual money. I just actually just been playing just for fun, and um. I be watching the streamers on that, and somebody was asking this dude I watched earlier. He's like, "Yeah, would you do this full time?" And this dude is like, he's like in finance. He he plays the game like while he's working. Like he, you know, he'll be like, "This is a work stream." Like in fact, like one of his bosses like called him just earlier today. That was like the first time he said that's happened on stream. But yeah, he in finance. He like, yeah, if I can do this full time, I'm gonna do it full time. You know what I mean? Like, I mean that's what it's about. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I went to school. <clears throat> college um and i stuck with what i'm i'm doing you know i became an accountant you know what i mean I, I i i chose that in high school but that's not what i i mean it's something i like doing but it's not what i love doing and what i love more than anything is entrepreneurship you know and being your own boss you know like shouts out to uh dame dash like you know, the more I look at his interview back then, I'm like, this nigga was right. You know, people were pressing and shit. I'm like, bro, it's like, nigga, like, you, you should be, like, he was telling Breakfast Club, like, y'all niggas don't even own this shit. Like, you you still got mm. bosses. Like, you a millionaire. You supposed to be a millionaire if it, you check the network, and you still got bosses. I'm like, you should be owning this shit. You know what I mean? Like, niggas don't want to own their own shit. Or they too scared to actually front their own money. You know, you gotta you got to find investors and shit, but... That's what I'm looking at right now, man. It's just, uh, it's just financial freedom, man. There's just so much happening right now. Just the average everyday person is, you know, starting to look into different options. It's because it's like, who really wants to continue working that nine to five until they like in their seventies? And you know, there's not going to probably be any social security by the time we hit that. You know, if we hit that, God willing, you know what I mean. So it's like, yeah, financial freedom is where I'm at with it right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's all about it's all about you having uh, the time to do what you want to do. And it's interesting because the last couple of nights at work, I have been uh, discussing with a coworker who, um, because it's getting interesting for me, you know, not to speak too much about myself. And I'm extremely private, you know, but I'm in an extremely good spot as well. I'm not quite where I want to be at, but it's always better you can do. But, you know, I'm in a situation with work now where I'm, you know, working two, one day, Rarely three days out of the out of the week, and like other people had to pick up extra jobs. I mean, people working five, twelve hour shifts in a week, six, twelve hour shifts in a week um, during this pandemic. And see, I had I had the I had the foresight to see that 
first, you know, working to get a to sustain myself isn't a way to um is is something sustainable for me as being a young entrepreneur and being where I want to be at in the future. I can't continue to do this. And you know, the treatment that I've gotten as a healthcare uh, provider uh during a pandemic really made me realize that even as a healthcare provider uh, without getting an extra dime and pay and any without getting an extra meal from my own organization. And I work for a, a world-renowned organization, too, as well. Um, it made me realize, well, if, if I'm not getting the treatment I deserve with this, then it doesn't matter what type of job I have. When the times get hard, they will pull the rug under your ass, even if you're a nurse, doctor. I'm telling you right now, this is a pandemic, and everybody's gotten paid, literally, except for, those, except for the, the healthcare workers who are um, – who have to go to work six, uh, 30, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week um, just for something to shut down the world. That's, that literally, when we look back, it's gonna, that's that's going to be the biggest shit to transform this world um, since, we, since we can remember. Uh, it's, it made me, this, this, is made, this pandemic has made me really realize, you know, I got to ramp it up even more. I got to ramp it up even more. And, you know, I was discussing, you know, I was saying, I had a saying, I was like, I basically, I had two sayings. I was like, I want to be a young, I want to be young in my 20s because I think somebody said, uh, you know, they want to be, you know, they want to have kids and be 60 and, uh, you know, be retired. I'm like, nah, man, like, I don't, fuck that. I mean, I want to be, I want to live life so well to where if I die at 60, okay, it is what it is. I've accomplished everything. That's how I look at it. So I was saying I want to be young in my 20s with a lot of money to be able to do what I want to do. That's it. I ain't no I want to be 60 with a lot of money and walk around and I had all kinds of surgeries. And, uh, you know, I don't have the same energy as I do now. Uh, nah, I'm, that shit's going to happen in my late 20s and my 30s are going to be significant. Like it's going to be nothing like I can imagine just because of the fruits of the labor and the foundation that I'm laying now and that I've been laying. And that's how I truly feel it. And I believe that. And the second thing I asked, I was like, do you want to have do you want to spend your time working 40 hours a week or do you want to spend your time doing what you want to do? And that's just as simple as that. Like, I'm going to spend my time doing what I want to do. And you spoke on streaming that I can see myself as doing like that's the future, man. That's the future. Any the podcast streaming because it's TV shit and the media shit. You're clearly seeing everybody's move. Like people are starting to move away from it, and I think the reason why we're seeing a big influx in uh, streaming and podcasts is because entertainment is literally changing. TV is no more. Yeah, I've seen uh, earlier this week Facebook was talking about they got a, they have a new thing where they have a, they have Facebook TV. They have Facebook. They're going they're coming out with Facebook TV. Man, this shit is 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 significantly going to be so different. I mean, already it is, but. It's just different. Like we're literally in the age, in, in the new age, in the age of Aquarius. However you want to look at it, we're in a, in, a, in a whole new age, and I'm even starting to see it now. Like whereas if it was like even 2012, hell, you know, 20 2011, people did not give a fuck about somebody talking about conspiracies and talking about shit that that bend the paradigm of society. Like people didn't give a fuck about it, but you're seeing it, and I'm feeling it. It's like I'm becoming like even when I. It's like where I go and if I speak, it's like people want to hear me speak. It's like they want to hear, hear me speak. It's, and it's the changing of the elite. That's all it is, the changing of the elite, man. That's the start of it right now. Yeah. Um, I've been recently in contact with some of my high school friends that, you know, I, and the thing is, is like majority of the people I went to high school, I'm not in contact with. I'm, I'm only in contact with like probably 
a, one, a handful of people from my high school. And, you know, we start talking, catching up and shit. For one of the first things they say to me is because I had like my, uh, I had my do-rag on at that moment. And uh, I started talking. They're like, damn, Donnie. They're like, damn, you look like you damn uh, Muslim now. You know what I mean? Or, or, you know, Muslim and shit. And I was like, and I had like this on. And I was like, man, like, bro, like, I am super fucking spiritual at this point in my life. You know, I haven't got back into, like, meditating like I should. But that that's something I am going to move in back into. And I was just showing them shit like this right here that they'd never seen this before. And I'm like, bro, this is where I'm at, bro. I'm like, I don't even really, like, they talking about African-Americans. I'm like, I'm not an African-American. I'm indigenous. You know what I mean? I don't even really consider myself, quote, unquote, black. You know, that's a term that was put on us. And shit, and we were having that deep discussion, and uh, they're like, "Damn, man, I didn't really know you was on that like that, bro." And I'm like, "Bro, I've always been a deep thinker. Like even back in high school, it's just I wasn't really focused on it at that point. Like I knew I had a different mindset than most of the people I was around, though, but because of the shit I was into in terms of outside of school, what I be looking up on like YouTube and shit like that, and watching movies and stuff like that." But uh, yeah. Then then they start. We start talking about conspiracies, and then I come to find out they they actually are into that type of stuff too. I'm like, okay, I'm surprised that y'all are actually on it like that. You know what I mean? And then we start talking about shit like, you know, like black seed oil and shit. You know, shit like this, and you know, or you know, Ashwa, uh, Ashwagandha. And my homie was like, yeah, my homie in DC. He's like, yeah, you know, that should give you weird dreams and shit. He he brought out his sea moss. He's like, yeah, you know, I got my own sea moss. He's like, I don't even really be going like going to Walmart and shit like that. I'm like, bro, I'm like, yeah, bro. I'm like, you know, niggas' energy is different. Cause I, I heard him, and he's one of those niggas you grow up with. You thinking like, oh yeah, this one of the class clown type niggas. Like he ain't really, you know, he he probably don't really be deep thinking. I'm gonna shout him out because he listens to the podcast. Shout out to my nigga Sean. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah, nigga, he's like, you know, one of my homies, like his, uh, one of his homies put him on his older homies and shit, you know, to a lot of this information. He was spitting that shit. I'm like, bro, like, I'm like, bro, like, it's just that energy now. It's just like niggas is really just under, just the everyday nigga, niggas that was on bullshit back then, niggas that was just focused, niggas is really starting to sink, you know, have synergy in terms of what's important and coming forth. Like every day I look. I go on social media, I see something like big news report about some celebrity or something like that. Then I see, I love going to the comments because I just love seeing certain people just be like, oh man, what the fuck? You know, oh damn, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm, I'm looking for that one comment. Like the nigga be like, oh yeah, you know, he sacrificed such and such to get here and shit. I'm like, yep, that's the one mm-hmm. nigga I know I relate to right now. With, like, with 25 replies. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the same. That's the one nigga. And then that other, you know, there be niggas like, man, get this, this, uh, this, uh, this tenfold hat ass nigga up out of here and shit. But more and more niggas are, no more people in general are getting onto this shit, you know, into this um, enlightenment in general. I like to say we are part of the same cosmic family, and then we're just awakening. And some people are just awaken quicker than others. Uh, but it's, it's it's happening. Trust me. I mean, it's people I went to school with that was class clowns. I mean, I'm talking about gang bangers. Uh, not not people, but it's, it was a handful. Actually, man, my it was one of my homeboys, man. It, it's it's sad because I ain't spoke about it, but he died. I don't, I ain't even speak on. I ain't even figure out how he passed because you know this COVID shit. I ain't really been. I ain't been hanging out and chilling out with nobody. I've been on my grind and shit. Yeah. One of my homeboys, uh, Haitian, literally from Haiti. I went to high school with him. Um, 
Yeah, he. I don't know what happened, but I noticed right before you know he right before he passed. Man, we would we would have all these Facebook discussions, and I just wasn't even. I was so surprised that you know he was at that at that wavelength at that level that he was at, and yeah. you know, rest in peace. But that right there made me realize. I mean, it's a thug that they were. You would somebody would call a thug, but like that made me realize he enlightenment is just is just something that you can't avoid if it's in your DNA, and um, you know. It makes me smile, man. It really does because I can I can realize we're getting to where I, where I think where we need to be. We're getting to a point where where I, it's not, I don't want necessarily want to be elite, but I want to I want the, the society to change from where it's, where it's at. Cause I know the way it is is not the way. It's, this is not harmony. Yeah. This is not harmony. Once we get into something something that is more beneficial for the people. We will understand that we've been living in the dark ages. We've been living in hell. We've been living in the age of Pisces, at the feet of the of the at the at the bottom of the being of the cosmic being that we're in. Like we we're we're at the dark ages, and it, this is it, right? Here. We are the cavemen. We're coming out of this shit, though. And when we look back at it, we will realize we wasn't on nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing. It was civilizations before us, and it's gonna be civilizations after us that shit on what we've accomplished because we haven't accomplished anything. And, you know, uh, what really, what I, what really, you know, another thing that really, really um, confirmed it for me, where that we're in another di different time, is this GameStop situation. Um, yeah, dog. GameStop has been um, making huge headlines, such as, oh, and uh, AMC, which will, which time. And the reason, what I wanted to, what I want to discuss about what happened with me before I let you speak on it, because this is, I, I, I think this is significant. Like I think the shit that happened is significant on so many levels. Um, but what, I, what made me, um, really question, like could not question, but really understand what's going on is, I got my oil change when I got off of work this morning, and the whole time I'm getting my oil change. I'm speaking with three. It was a uh, it was a Middle Eastern and Puerto Rican Middle Eastern brother, a, 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 a quote unquote black brother, and a, uh, he was like a Dominican or something. All different races, uh, and we were just we were discussing that we we spoke the whole time they're working on my car. Man, we were talking about GameStop, the government. Like I'm talking about, we were, it was like a podcast type situation up in there, man. And I was like, yo, like I just literally we just literally had this casual the casual conversation. Talking about how, you know, how this situation went. They're talking about, you know, Biden and Trump. Talking about all this shit. I'm like, man, like, there's no way in hell you were able to have this open discussion. Not even, like we've never been able to have open discussions like this in a in a mainstream business about right. conspiracies and shit. Like, I mean, dog. Like, I was like, what the fuck? And I got a discount. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 always a good thing, right there. I was gonna say, man, like. You know, to to a lot of the things, you know, a lot of people got a lot of uh, like negative things to say about Trump. But one thing I will say about Trump is, is it's opened people's minds up to theories about just shit in general. You know, what I mean, it's and he's Trump himself pretty much being a conspiracy theorist is like open his it's open people's minds up to thinking about, you know, the QAnon. You know, there was people saying. Uh, they, they, I gotta zoom in on this. There was niggas saying, "Well, you know the inauguration. You know that's just uh Mike Pence right there. He's inside of Kamala Harris right now." And what? They were, they were making fun of QAnon and shit, saying, "You know Joe Biden. That's just a 
you know, that's Trump. He's just going to unzip that, you know, later on and shit after the inauguration and shit, you know, for his second, uh, his second term, you know, shit like that. You know, people were joking about that online and stuff. And, um, you know, the, the, the meme with Bernie went viral, went everywhere, uh, with Bernie Sanders. He, um, he attended the inauguration and they got his meme of him sitting down with his mask on his, uh, like his leg crossed over the other. And it's just been everywhere. They just been plastering that everywhere. I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm like, man, y'all put so much effort into these this meme, but y'all didn't even vote for this dude like that. You know what I mean? If y'all really mm-hmm. wanted these $2,000 checks and shit like that, you would have put somebody in there that's claiming to be as radical as he was, but that's for another discussion in itself. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I just wanted to mention that, like, yeah, since this age of Trump that we're kind of, you know, still feeling the after effects of, but we're slowly moving into... I guess Biden's era or reign, I don't know. We, we don't know what's going to happen with it. He's only been in the office for a week, and he's been doing a lot of shit, you know, which we can we can talk about stuff he's been signing. Um, it's what, already what, disastrous. What, but what do you think about it, though? Like, just in general, this Trump era that we've been in, like, you think it's really, it has helped to open the minds of people to, to people that are um, truth seekers? More truth seekers have come out, you know? This is what I this is what I discussed this morning, and this is what I think truly is going on. I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a Biden supporter. I'm a fuck all motherfuckers related to the government supporter. But I understand that I understand that basically we've been at war. It's, it's been wars on top of wars on top of wars. And one of the wars is the government versus the people. Nothing that the government has done has been to help us. Um, but astrology, I feel like trumps all sciences uh, besides you know probably metaphysics. Um, and uh, you can't, the astrology just proves it. Like it proves it. It, it reaches a point where, you know, we, we, we wake up as a collective and we start to get tired and we, we rebel because we understand that we've been under a spell from the government, from the, from the current elites that run shit based off the energy that we've been in. We understand it. So what I truly think is going on, like the government knows, and I, I think it's what's going to, I think what's going to ultimately end up out of this situation is a civil war, not in a way of a race civil war. What's going to end up happening is it's going to be the people versus the government civil war. Um, because, you know, and they know this. They know this is the, this is what's going to happen because of the astrological energy. Um, you got um, Uranus and Taurus, which, you know, that's just basically Taurus is the financial system. Uranus is, you know, the planet of rebel, rebellion and opposition. And like we're we're in the middle of that right now, up until 2024. So you're about to see, you know, everything's about to transform, specifically with the finances. But that that energy in general is is is, is about to transform shit. And it all you start you saw when we first went into the energy, you started seeing them protests right before the coronavirus in Hong Kong. We we were talking about that extensively in 2018. Um so they understand, like, you know, the people are the power. It's not the government. This is what this is what we don't quite get as a collective. But we're understanding as a part of this energy that as a collective, we have the power. This is a part of the age of Aquarius. This is about to be a, about as an individual, what talents can you bring to the collective? This is what the this this is why switching if you if you're somebody that's, that believes in conspiracies and and has an expansive mind you're about to be a, a part of the elite. Whereas before, if you believed in the traditional stuff, you were the elite. If you were religious, what you it's going to be a total opposite. So what I think the situation is politically, 
Um, it's just showing us one the fall of government. This is the start of the fall of government around the world. Um, and I can't tell you a prediction of how long that would take, but I can tell you in our lifetime, government won't be the way we look at it. It's going to be about sovereignty as individual. That's why that book I had, the sovereign individual. I, that's the most. I, 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 that's the most important book of the times we in. They wrote it in '97, and they talk about cryptocurrency, fall of government. They talk about all this shit. And I think it's it's kind of like a, it's not like the Bible, but it's something prophetic that's predicting what's going on now. So like it's you're just seeing the fall of of of, of big big um symbols, I guess, or big 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 uh, organizations that was a part of the past energy transition into a new energy. And I something else I want to add, but I want I, I want to continue with this just for a second. Um, but. You go, you're seeing that fall, and one of the big structures that's got to fall is government. The government is nothing but our modern day ho Holy Roman Church. Right. So it's, go, it's you don't you don't need government. Government has not always been around. At one point, the government was a church. At one point, it was just the military. Now it's just what we call government. Um, but we're seeing the fall of it. But what Trump had to be put in to to not usher in. I I don't want to say usher in the age of Aquarius because we've technically been in it since. Technically, you can say the Industrial Revolution in the early 1800s, if you want to be technical. Um, but it's something about the energy now where it, it reaches a point where you got to get thrown right into it. And what I think that Trump isn't necessarily good, but what the, the energy that he brought was exposing you to different realms of thought. But for the Biden aspect and Biden, the role Biden is going to play, basically what Trump did, Trump um, exposed it. Uh, I, I, damn, I had a saying about this. It was like Trump was put was put there to expose it. Biden was was Biden is put there to basically put us through it. Basically, what I'm trying to say is like Trump was put there for us to finally like the way he did his presidency, the way he went about with the Twitter and how he did his shit was basically put there for the average person to start to think outside the box. Because when Biden gets put in office. I mean, they're going to have control of this shit. It's going to be media again. It's going to be false flags. It's yeah, going to be all yeah. kinds of crazy shit. Biden is just there to... He's just there to be a... Um, what do you... Uh, what do you... He's just, a, he's just a manager. He's just like a... Yeah. They call a quarterback, like a game manager. He's just in there to just help to facilitate the process. He's not really there to make any type of noise or get out of line. You know, he's very heavy on bipartisan... Um, you know, bipartisanship. He's, you know, he's very with that and stuff, you know, trying to work together for the both sides and stuff. So he's not trying to make any feathers ruffled. You know, he's just going to come in there and he's going to listen and do what he's told to do. He's not, that's it. He's not and doing anything else. Biden, so basically Trump woke you up. Biden is going to make you rebel is how I look at it. Cause, cause, okay, cause, for example, and I, I don't give a fuck if you, if anybody disagrees or agrees, you can already see it. Biden, I, one, one thing is, I still do not believe Trump is. I think it's something with Trump. I still don't think this nigga is just done, dude. I don't think he's just done. Well, you speaking of Trump, uh, they just had that vote uh, for his impeachment trial with the Senate, and like forty, what was it? it was like forty some senators dismissed it. Saying that they didn't have uh, like any really concrete evidence or something like that to to impeach him again. This this just happened like a couple of days ago, uh, so I don't even know if there's even going to be. You know, they they were saying you know it's not even worth having a trial because it's like you're not going to get the necessary 
number of uh, senators to agree with the impeachment, a second impeachment. And apparently, with his sec- if he was to be impeached again, he wouldn't be able to run for office again, which I don't see that being the case because he's been talking about trying to start his own party, the Patriots Party. So we'll see what happens with that. But I'm going to see if I can find that. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think, I, and I think I, basically, um, you know, even a month in, in, into this new president, not even a month, even a week into this new presidency, you can already see it's disasters. It's this shit is disasters already, and you know, I, I I can see that it's gonna, like I said before, it's gonna get so disastrous that even the motherfuckers that. You know, was was praying that White Zaddy come and save save them, aka uh, Jim Crow Biden, as Tariq Nasheed said. I, I fuck with Tariq Nasheed saying, "Call him <laughs> Jim Crow Jim Biden." <laughs> Jim Crow Biden, all right. And and and, and, and Kamami Harris. Now Tariq Nasheed made that shit up, man. That's some fire ass shit. Even the motherfuckers that voted for them, they're gonna have to be like, man, fuck this nigga Biden. Where my goddamn stimulus? This nigga talking about stimulus. Where my stimmy? Where my stimmy? Where where Jim Crow Biden with this goddamn stimmy? That's what I mean. This I mean you already seeing it. They they're gonna be doing the same shit that Trump was doing. They're gonna be doing, but it's gonna be worse. They're gonna be doing the same shit, dude. Gas is already damn near two thirty already in a month. I seen, yeah, I just seen something like that today. He cut the pipeline. He stopped doing that pipeline shit, bro. Gas is going to be five dollars in North Carolina, man. Like this shit, man. This shit is about to be insane, man. Like, and even and you think this GameStop situation ain't got nothing to do with this? This all got to do with the astrological energy and, and the start of the shit. Because you know, going back to the GameStop situation, without you know the details, I want to discuss about it was what the GameStop situation is going to do is 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 the same shit that's going to the same realization that people are going to have with GameStop. They're going to have with politics, with sports, everything else. They're going to understand these motherfuckers have never been here to help us. So, you know, you have this situation with GameStop where, you know, basically big institutions had uh, shorted GameStop uh, stock, which is basically, you know, we all know GameStop is a shitty company. And we I still don't understand how it's, it's still in business. It should have been bankrupt since, uh, you know, since they well, created Steam and all that yeah. uh, different ways to get yeah, games. Um, yeah, the, the one hedge fund company, Melvin Capital, is the one that really has been in the news with their their shorting of the GameStop uh, stock. But here's the thing. It's a lot of people, and I've been on it recently, and I'm sure most people don't even know about it, but you go on Reddit, Wall Street Bets is very active about this type of thing. In fact, it was these Redditors that really got this thing pumping because if you look at it just like a couple days ago or like last week, um, GameStop was like, I'm gonna have to pull up a chart, but it was not anywhere near where it's at now. Redditor, it's like $5. Redditor, yeah, and it's like, uh, currently, you look at the GameStop, I'm about to, uh, pull up the, you look at the GameStop stock currently, it's literally at $325 right now. Insane. 67%. Now look at this right here. Five days ago. Okay, January 26th. $75. $75, my bad. $75.82. This shit in the matter of fucking a day jumped to $351.94. 
Like, it's insane. It was so insane that Robin Hood, who just got hit with a class action lawsuit, and I would advise people not to do business with Robin Hood um, because they've already shown that they're in cahoots with these hedge fund companies to help them continue to manage their wealth and not allow the everyday investor to trade as they want to and make their positions as they would like. I would devise to not do business with them. I, um, an alternative one that I've started using is Webull. Webull is uh, another stock uh, trading app that I've been uh, using recently. I would look into that, and that's not an ad or nothing like that. But um, I, I was going to say, also, Redditor, these Redditors were are the reason why Dogecoin is pumping. They decided to pump another one, Dogecoin. Also, uh, AMC. AMC is another one that they, they actually been doing. So they're really trying to uh, get these, you know, say, fuck these hedge fund motherfuckers that come in and really are stealing the wealth from the everyday person. Like, when we try, you know, to learn and learn this shit, these motherfuckers getting nervous because they were shorting the stock but they see it's exploding now, so they weren't allowing people to. Uh, they weren't allowing people to continue buying. They put a fucking halt on these uh, these stocks, which is bullshit. And now Wall Street, it seems, is starting to. They're bending the knee because so many people are coming out and um, and lying, saying, "Nah, this isn't right." You know, this is. You should allow people to invest in these stocks. Fuck what these hedge fund motherfuckers got going on. These motherfuckers already are billionaires, millionaires. This is just everyday people that's just, you know, probably living check by check, trying to get something off the ground. Just learning about investing for the first time. You're trying to take this away from them. So it is a true revolution that we are um, getting into. And this is an article from investors.com. So I'm going to read some of it right here where it's pretty much stating that the jump let me uh, exit out on that the jump on this was up 1600% just this year it isn't even the end of January and the <laughs> stock has went up 1600 fucking percent like there's people thinking it's going to go to a thousand at this point, or it might go higher than that. Because, like uh, Moncoy was saying, you know, GameStop has been something that's been around for many years and stuff, but it's not it's not really relevant in terms of buying games nowadays. Everybody I know, if you're buying games, you're doing it digital. You know, digital is the wave, you know what I mean? But GameStop is something that has been, the past decade it was essential, you know, well, for the most part. It was a way, you know, people hyped about the newest games and getting collectibles and shit like that. You know, if you if you still love physical, because physical media is dying. Everything is going to streaming. Everything. You know, we're in the middle of streaming wars. We talked about that a while ago. We're these all these corporate corporations are in these huge uh fights trying to get the the most content because they know, you know, the theater is dying. You know what I mean? Um Physical media in itself is dying. Nobody wants, cares about touching shit. They just want the intangible. You know, just as long as you got it, you know, you ain't gotta take up space that much space on your 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 hardware or whatnot. Then you're good to go. But back to this right here, man. Um, so yeah, like I said, went up sixteen hundred percent this year so far. Um, 
So this right here, Chewy co-founder, Ryan Cohen, keeps finding himself in the right place at the right time. He's probably in, he probably has some inside trading. Let's just yeah. This is, he, he has some inside trading uh, tips. Let's just keep it a bean. He is the single largest individual owner of GameStop shares after a January 10th, 2021 transaction. He now owns 9 million shares. He owns 9 million shares or nearly 13% of shares outstanding. Now, how the fuck will he know to put 9, 9 million shares into, into this shit? Into exactly. fucking GameStop out of, any, out of everything. That translates into, listen to this right here, into a practically overnight gain of $2.9 billion this year. Like, and that's just one person. Oh, and also Cohen is also on GameStop's board of directors. There you go. And as well as mm-hmm. Chewy and PetSmart. You know, so, and you can look at some of these these uh, holders, like Vanguard Group is a, you know, lot, you know, that's a big investor group. Obviously, Fidelity Investments is huge. Um, and you got some other hedge funds up there. But yeah, going back to why this even happened, um, Redditors. Redditors are a big reason why this thing pumped the way it did. Um, here we go. This is off of uh, CNET.com. I'm reading from the article. So it says, literally, at one point, the at one point the redditor, the Reddit users. Uh, let me go to it. At one point, the Reddit users from the forum Wall Street Bets sent the stock up more than 14,300%. You read that right. Though it's gone through wild fluctuations, they've spread this strategy to struggling movie chain AMC, too. In their wake, these online market players have upended Wall Street, creating a drama filled with memes, app trading disasters, and weird internet lingo, as big-time investors have lost billions of dollars. Um... Yeah, it's a crazy story. GameStop has become the battleground of a war between Wall Street and the internet traders, and nearly all of them expecting it to fail. Uh, Jim Cramer, you know, uh, one of the guys on these older cats, you know, saying, we're seeing a phenomenon that I have never seen. That's a big deal. That's been on TV a long time, you know, talking about stocks and stuff like Mad Money or whatever. Mad Money. His show is. Um... As a result, GameStop jumped more than 822%. Get this, from $17.25 per share at the beginning of the year to a high of $159.18 on Monday. Then it dropped by nearly half, only to rise back up to $147.98 on Tuesday. This is this week, by the way. And then Elon Musk, that's a name that you got to pay attention to because he's the reason why... A lot of this shit happens as well. He's an elite, obviously. Um, and then Musk tweeted about it to his 43 million followers using that weird internet vocabulary, of course. And the, the price jumped 40% after hours trading. On Wednesday, it closed at $347.51 per share before dropping again in after hours trading. It jumped even higher on Thursday to $483 per share before having again. Um, you see this tweet from Eli, he, uh, game stonk. Like they, they got like this, this lingo where they, instead of, they say, instead of saying stock, they say stonk, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just some weird shit they do online with it. 
And then you got the people that they did it. They took the same strategy and they did it to AMC as well. You know, save AMC. Hashtag save AMC. You know, AMC is a you know huge theater chain. And uh, look at this right here. It stock jumped from two dollars per share last week to closing trading at nineteen dollars and ninety cents on Wednesday. But then it had fluctuations as well, and it fell again on Thursday to eight dollars and sixty three cents. Um, got so bad that Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, and Webull responded to the fluctuations by restricting trades. Like I was saying before, they halted the trades on this of GameStop, AMC, and other fast moving stocks on their services. And uh, yeah, Robinhood got criticized by people like uh, representatives Rashida uh, Tlaib, um, AOC, uh, Ted Cruz. They criticized this decision, and at least one class action lawsuit has been filed already against uh, Robinhood. And it's interesting because, you know, instead of uh, robbing the rich and giving to the poor, they're robbing the hood and giving to the rich. So it's you know they it's, it's back you know they got it backwards you know what I mean they they fucking with people they fucking with people's livelihoods and um yeah Wall Street bets is a big component of why this happened 3.8 million members are on the Wall Street community on where, uh, Reddit and uh, they they've de devised this scheme to do this with GameStop AMC and BlackBerry BlackBerry is another one they've been uh, doing this with as well and um. Yeah, so I just got into the technical about it, but I know you you mentioned before, you know, a lot of people aren't looking at it super deep. They're just looking at it surface level like this. But what did you want to what did you want to say about this whole situation? It's all how you got to watch it play out. It's all how you look at it because it could be one of two things. One of two things in my mind. I'm going to say the good thing, or let's do the let's do the negative first. The negative is where I've been thinking and what I've been researching that came out of this was that this was a, this is a uh, insider trading situation that was done to basically uh, put people on to the stock market who, you know, haven't been doing the research. You already researched him. And this is like a, a quick way for them to put people onto the stock market Um to and basically, by the, way, uh, by the way, we are not financial advisors. That's that shit. You know, what I mean? you gotta, yeah. You gotta get that disclaimer. You know, yeah, so, yeah. So you always do your own research. That's what you always. Do. You got to do your own research. So, yeah. Um, but like inside trader situation where you like, like, so how you know how did that guy know to put nine, nine, get nine million shares of it? He's on even the board of directors. On the board of directors, and even with this Wall Street bet situation, when we look back, this is, we don't even know who these people are because when I when I was looking at the people that were actually investing, these were not like no average investors like me or you, dog. And you know, I'm not saying we're not technically average either, but I'm saying these motherfuckers were buying. They were doing fifty to one hundred thousand uh, dollar orders, like you know, yeah, that's that's that's, that's rich nigga money. The, oh yeah, yeah. And here's the thing with Wall Street bets is that I'm figuring out is like. You know, um, options, like I talked about before, option trading is really, it's super dangerous, like, you know what I mean? Like, you. Get, but that's something I'm looking into doing because really, this conservative way of looking at, um, if you want to be conservative, just, you know, just invest in some fucking bonds, you know what I mean? Or some ETFs and shit like that, you know? That's safe. But if you're really trying to get bread, get rich, options is really the way to go on doing that. These motherfuckers are literally putting in 
thousands of dollars into just stocks they think is going to blow up, then end up making 100000 in a day, 200000 mm-hmm. 500000 in a fucking day. You know what I mean? And then there'll be somebody small that like just put in like four hundred dollars and they 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 uh they made like six thousand in a day and some people like they'll they'll comment and be like man that's some pussy shit put more in that shit yeah you know what I mean like that ain't that's little shit nigga put more mm-hmm. in that shit you know so we don't even know who we dealing with these probably already wealthy motherfuckers that just like to troll on the internet internet and shit and make memes and like haha look at what I'm investing in I'm putting hundreds of thousands into this shit you know what I mean and it's just it's just polluted with a lot of uh, confusion. Yeah. So I know they had to be doing options trading anyway. Um, so I know if they're if they if they're doing options trading, they're not average investors because if you're doing options, you already understood that in stocks. I'm not. I'm I'm more so in the cryptocurrency and the metals. I do have stocks, but I left that game once I understood about the cryptocurrency game. Um, I only got a handful. But if you want to make money in the stocks, it's not day trading. It's only it's only really two ways to make money, and it's two different it's two different avenues. It's uh one you can invest in like dividend stocks. Um, that's a lot more conservative. I mean, you still got to work forty years, but you're going to be guaranteed to have like if you work and grind for a set amount of time, and you get good good dividend stocks from companies that have to have to run our society. You're you're guaranteed as long as you stay consistent. You're guaranteed to have a couple million dollars, well, at least have a million dollars on a house, on a car, by the time you retire. Um, yeah, for sure. That's what, and then you can uh, hopefully you did it right. And you can live off the dividends because they'll send you a, a little dividend each each uh, every three months, every six months, whatever the company wants to do it, and you can take that, and that could be your retirement. Um, and it, it, it fluctuates as well these different yeah. uh, rates so that's something you always got to take into account like you know you might find one that's super high like 20% or some shit like that dividend but then again you got to look at the company and like wait a minute mm-hmm. are they really going you know pay this out consistently you know you got to look into the history of the company it might be just some new company that you know made a splash early but really ain't got no longevity to what they're doing yep and the second way like Stefan spoke on, where is the options trading? Like he said, like that you got that's like the wild wild west of stocks. Like that right there is where you go to really make some bread. But or you, you know, every or you lose, or lose everything. Like everything. Seen, you go on YouTube. I be watching videos. Uh, people putting in their entire livelihood into this shit and going to zero. And then there's people that's putting in a little, and they're uh, retiring early. Like, you know, just because mm-hmm. they bet it on a stock super fast and put everything in. You just, they said, fuck it, I'm putting everything into it. Like, one investor that I watch, uh, Sharp and Mild, is this uh, YouTube channel. And uh, he's he's been talking about options, you know, to people, to, like, beginners about how to, you know, trade and shit. And he's, uh, he's got, like, hundreds of thousands in stocks. But he's already, like, you know, I've already made plenty of money. I'm just doing this on my off time, you know, just because I want to. And I like helping people and shit. So he's showing people how to option trade and stuff. And he's like, look, this is how I do it. I literally, if I believe in a stock, I take everything out of all the other stocks and I put it into that one stock. And a lot of people say I'm crazy to do that, but it's like. High risk, high reward. Yes, high risk, high reward. You like, you can't. Like, but the stock shit is so different compared to crypto because it's like it's so i mean crypto is very volatile you know high volatility but stocks like in general from what i'm learning is it's like 
it's a bigger risk in, uh, jumping in stocks than it is in crypto, you know, right now because of just the way the stock market is set up in itself with uh, these options, the contracts and stuff. Um, but yeah, like that's how I'm looking at it too. Like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, if I'm gonna do this option shit, I'm literally just about to start putting everything into like one or two stocks at a time, buy some contracts for a couple weeks out and shit and see how it goes and just keep doing that. Like, I mean, I've seen plenty of videos. People do that shit. Like, just little money. Well, some of them put in like 5000 make like 100000 off of some shit that they, they got options in. You know, or calls, rather. But they bought calls in. So, it's it's high risk, high reward. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, but... I, I, I disagree a little bit with what you were saying about the stock market. Well, this this guy goes back to what I was saying about GameStop because the GameStop situation, what that what, what that's done now is just add it's added uncertainty to everything because traditionally the stock market, if you if you understand the uh, the the way that regulations is set up, the stock market is so regulated that if you are consistently working and you're consistently investing and doing your research it's actually a 99.9% chance that you have some type of return because of the regulations of the stock market. See, crypto is the opposite. You always have uncertainty like it's not regulated. So we can wake up, hell, we can look at look at our phone in a minute and everything go to zero. We can look at our phone in a minute and everything, shit, you have a couple hundred million in your bank account, a couple million in your bank account. Um, it's, it's, it's speculative. I'll say this. I think in the short term, I think in the short term, um, Stocks are more dangerous. And the reason why is because you have corrections from earnings. Um, you know, it, it just doesn't grow like cryptocurrency. Like if you look at stocks, they take they take time to grow. Like it's, it's something that takes time to grow. So I think stocks are more so more uh, guaranteed, not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed, but it's more so beneficial. It's uh, more for the long run. I, mean, I think it's, it's I mean, literally the stuff with like. GameStop, AMC, this shit is it's a mind fuck. Yeah, it's an anomaly. This doesn't happen every day in the stock market, you know. And I, it threw it through a wrench. Then that goes back to what I was saying earlier about it being about it, uh, the bad part of it. it, it they could have done this to get rid of uh, investing apps that don't have no commission. Yeah. To bring back to bring back trading fees. On top of the fact that you know we're in the Great Depression, and, you know the government is greedy. They just basically. How they they created this event to where because it was all over the news. My patient was watching the news last night. It was all over the fucking news, and I always go by the saying: if the media is talking about it, it's something with that shit. It's something something bad is with that shit. or something. It's not quite how it seems. So I'm thinking it could be that you know they want to get rid of something like a Robin Hood where you can uh, you know have zero commissions. And by the way. I never use Robinhood. I've been investing for a minute, and I never I use Robinhood like, like I mean I I understood early. Here's what you got to understand about these apps that don't have commissions. They're still getting their money some way, and they usually get it through the spread. They usually get it through like it's indirectly. Whenever you um when you're using an app that use uh, that doesn't have a, a commission fee. It's the reason why you're paying a commission fee before because when you when you're when you're with a broker, or yeah, when you're with a broker that has a commission fee, um, or when they had commission fees, they had to get your order like basically, they had to get the get you get you the best order. 
But with them not having commissions, you lose that broker to basically give you that best order. So you can you get a lot of you can have a lot of spread. Um, it's a lot of fishy shit that goes on with those zero commission apps. So commission, and I knew they were going to do that because they were they're trying to justify the fees. They can't give us something that's perfect. They can't give us something. They can't give us something that they don't that they. They don't fee us to death, but that is, you know, beneficial for us. And I think this is why people are going to this situation going to make people focus more on Bitcoin and specifically on cryptocurrency and what that can bring. Because, I mean, this is some bullshit that GameStop is at three hundred twenty five dollars a share. That alone shows you that the numbers that you're seeing in the stock market are a bunch of bullshit. So my next point, I think this could be the start of the stock market crashing, believe it or not, because. If, stock, if, if GameStop can be $325 a share, then Amazon can be $0. How am I wrong? I mean, it's no fundamentals with, with it's no true fundamentals with why GameStop is $325 a share. I mean, if, if, if this can be done like this, anything can be done. Basically, it's how I look at it. It's, this is, it, it's, it doesn't really show the true strength and integrity of, of GameStop as a company. In fact, GameStop, I don't even think should still be on the market. It shouldn't even still be a listing. It should be de- it should have been delisted, um, and I think it was getting to that point. Um, well, see, but and, and but and then that's the point with uh, just the people they were having the hashtag hold the line because they felt like this is what they wanted them to they wanted them to sell because they they knew the price was going to shoot back up again. You know, the people that are in control of the stock market. That's why people were. You know, hashtag and hold the line. You know, they felt like it was some bullshit behind it. You know, with them halting the trade. Like I literally watched it like a day or two ago. I was watching a live stream, but a dude he was investing and talking about it, and uh, it was right before the market opened. And uh, I watched right on my phone. I was looking on Robinhood at the GameStop. That shit went from like three fifty to like one four, like one hundred and forty. Within like a second, and then it jumped right back up to like three ten, and then three twenty five, and then just kept fluctuating. So yeah, it's like obviously they're manipulating the fucking market, and it's that's illegal. Yep, you know? yep, so. that's highly illegal. And but another thing that simple as this: whenever they made it to where you couldn't buy, what do you think the stock is going to do? If the only option is to sell, what do you think the stock price is going to do? Like they literally made that stock price fall. By by barring people to sell yep. or to buy and sell, the only by only making allowing people to sell, nobody's buying it, so it's not gonna the the value's not going up. If by only making so people are understanding that that's how that's a big deal that will piss yeah, me the supply, fuck off. Yeah, supply and demand. You know, they literally just said no. You, we they said oh because of the volatility you can't buy. No nigga because this motherfucker's making money you can't buy. And what they did was they made it to where you can't buy. So the only thing that you could be done is the sale. So that them just doing that literally made the stock crash by them barring people from buying it because they killed the supply and demand aspect of it. Um, but the good aspect I think it come out of this is I do I still I think what this is going to do I think what's going to come out of this is. This is going to pop up again. And I was I got some Groupon shares that I bought a couple years ago. I hope that they do Groupon like that because Groupon is a shit company. Hey, I lost half gotta, my fucking all money. Gotta, yeah, all you got to do is get on Wall Street bets and just like, hey, yo, let, yo, let's jump on Groupon or some shit. You know what I mean? That's what I'm, I'm, I'm about to do. That's what I'm thinking I'm going I'm to do. <laughs> I'm let's, just all, let's, all, let's all invest into that shit and make the price go crazy. Yeah, so... But what I think is going to come out of this is like even with the Bitcoin thing, well, not with, uh, not with that, but specifically with this, I would say I think it's going to 
I could be wrong, but I think, you know, with GameStop, it's a lot of people that made a lot of money, but it's a lot of people that lost a lot of money because they bought oh, at the top. Absolutely. And I, that is never, I mean, well, again, we're not financial advisors, you know, this isn't financial advice, you know, always do your own research. But in my opinion, I would never buy at the top. Always buy low and sell high. That's the model right there. Mm -hmm. I like to buy in the red um, most of the time when the shit's in the red. But yeah. Um, whenever they, you know, it's GameStop being at 325, yeah, I think it's gonna, what I think is gonna come out of this, honestly, is at, at some point, this, this, this stock price has got to go back to a normal price, which was like $17 or something like that. So you already know it's going to crash. We don't know how high it's going to go up. I still think it's going to go up, but at some point it's going to crash. And I think when it crashes, it's going to be even more people to lose their money. But here's the kicker on top of this. The difference between this time and other times, people are tired of losing their fucking money, dude. They're tired of fucking losing their money. Um, yeah. So I think what's going to come out of this is decentralized finance with uh, with the cryptocurrencies. Um, it's, it's, again, uh, that's why some you see some of these, uh, well, one billionaire, Mark Cuban, has really been talking about that. He's been talking about DeFi and some of his mm -hmm. tweets. And stuff, and again, you're seeing more people of influence talk about cryptocurrency. Obviously, um, Elon Musk is like the number one person people are following. And um, in terms of this, he talked about Bitcoin. Bitcoin's price jumped like four thousand dollars today because he just yeah he, he put something in his Twitter bio about Bitcoin, and the price just jumped like crazy. In a day, in a day, it went up. It went from like thirty-one thousand to last I checked it earlier, it was like thirty-eight thousand. It was like seven or eight thousand dollars in a day. Yeah, because it's like, and then you got people like J.P. Morgan, the company saying, "Oh, Bitcoin's price is never going to go back over four thousand, forty thousand. They were trying to say forty thousand is the top. Hmm. And I'm looking at them like they fucking crazy, and they know they're bullshit, and they know they trolling the the general public. Don't understand like. They're buying that shit. Yeah, of course. And that I mean, it's the same shit with these hedge fund motherfuckers with GameStop. They like, nah, let's we're gonna halt this shit, and we're gonna make that shit go back down so we can get our profits back again. You know what I mean? Because we had we got hit with that. You know, we we shorted this shit. You know, and then all these motherfuckers want to raise the price. They're taking money away from us. Nah, we're the ones in control. So we 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 can we manipulate this market. You know, so. But a little bit more. I wanted to add. I mean, again, with, but but with crypto decentralized financing, that's not going to happen. Yeah, they attempt it, but they can't control it's, it. Like they cannot control it. It's not know? centralized. That's what's, it's fucking horrifying to them. Like that, I, it's a nightmare to them because they understand more people are getting into this crypto shit and understanding what it truly the power of it could be. And with with another thing, I noticed when we was when we were seeing with GameStop. Is what you what people have to understand when you have a stock when you have a, a stock account it doesn't matter if it's Robinhood or a traditional brokerage, um, the market has like open and close time, and you know I know I just I noticed reading there too a lot of the movement for GameStop was after hours anyway. Yep. And you notice like if you're if you're if you're a regular retail investor you can't trade after hours. The only people that can trade after hours are institutions and like big players. So even with this situation it's not regular people like it's not a lot of it's a lot of regular people making money it's a lot losing money. So I think this is just going to bring light to how beneficial cryptocurrency is and it, it can be.
Because the crypto market is open 24-7. You can make money all day, every day. And if you go with a if you don't go with a centralized exchange, you can sell your shit at any time. Nobody can just say, oh no, you can't sell that and let your shit tank and make you lose your money overnight. You can sell your shit at any time. Like I'm having problems with uh Binance US right now. I can't yeah. like, sell. I can't like sell my shit or no. It, Binance is sketchy, dis- dude. It, yeah, trading has been disabled on it. Coinbase is still allowing me though. Just easy. Coinbase lets me, you know, sell my shit exactly like instant. Just like that. Yeah. You know, obviously they take their fee, but they'll let you do it just instantly. You know, so in the future I'm moving I um I'm gonna move towards just keeping everything on my wallet. You know, I got a hardware wallet, but I'm thinking of just having a digital wallet as well, like a MetaMask or something like that. You yeah. Know I mean? So you know, you can't I mean in general you cannot these hosting platforms you can't trust these hosting platforms because they work with these companies that you know build these pro- these uh these stocks this cryptocurrencies they work hand in hand with these companies you can't trust this shit just like when bitcoin is going crazy it's like all of a sudden coinbase down yeah us is down you know all these fucking platforms is down right when this shit is jumping people trying to check their trying to check their balance and they can't even check, you know, and they, they promise you, you know, no, you're not going to lose it. You're not going to lose your crypto, you know, none of this, you know, it's always, you know, you're always protected on our exchange, but I don't think that's the case, you know. And if you know about cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency started as a way to not, I don't want to say launder your money, but as a way for you to have financial freedom. Because most people don't even launder money whenever they're using cryptocurrency. And if they are, taxes are illegal and unconstitutional. So it's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Um, so basically, you know, this is just going to bring light to centralization and the problems that it brings in all aspects in government and finances. Everything is highly centralized and controlled from one single source, but that's a problem. Like centralization is not a good thing. So this is basically we're being, we're being exposed to decentralization and everything, finances government like sovereignty everything's going to be decentralized and uh it's going to allow us to really really know what it means to be a human i guess yeah. you know the kind of the age the, the time that we in yeah i did want to mention too um i just had it just had the thought when you were saying centralized also too you know making these um again like going into um think about it with like the stocks and you make a huge, like say you, 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 you buy um, like a thousand contracts for a thousand calls for a small stock. Say you bought like a thousand calls for, um, for GameStop and like a couple weeks ago. And you said by uh, today's date, that shit was going to be over $300. And just imagine how much you would have made off of that. And say you made like a hundred thousand off of that, and then right there, you're on the app, right? But and you like, you know what? Fuck this. Withdraw right to my account. You about to get hit for like what? Forty percent? Like gain? Capital gains tax? Mm-hmm. That's another way they get you. That that's another way they get you. It's like, oh yeah, you just made all this money. So well, you know you gotta pay taxes on that, right? Like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you if you don't spend it or not. You really just you withdrew all of it at once, so you're gonna get like a lot of that shit is just gone, just like that. Forty percent. 
Yeah, you got to be strategic with that, too. It's like you got to be strategic with your profit gain. That's why people tell you, uh, well, people, um, in their opinions, you know, they'll say, you know, as the price is going up on, like, different stock, your investments or whatever, take profit here, 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 you know, as you go up. You know, don't just wait to the top, you know, uh, necessarily to the top and just take everything out because it's like you're going to get hit with that fucking tax regardless. Yeah. You know, and that's just, that's just another way they got us, uh, they, they got us locked down. I mean, well, what is a capital gains taxes? That's what I be wanting people to really think about. Like, this is the bullshit that we're dealing with. Like, you can't justify any of this, but you're 100% right. Them motherfuckers are going to get their money. And if you don't pay their money, you're going to, like, they don't, they throw the book at you, dude. They throw, they throw fines at you that you can't pay back. They give you jail time like regular people because, you know, they're going to do regular people the, the way that, you know, they're going to do us dirty, basically. Um, but, like, I'm thinking, like, uh, this is going to bring a light to all that. This is bringing light to all that shit and, and the benefits that, um, you know, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency and gold, gold and metals will bring, too. We can't forget about that because you can't forget about the metals market because, this is going to bring light to that as well, because one thing you can't do is you can't manipulate physical gold. You can't manipulate physical gold or silver. You can on paper, but if it's if it's truly backed by a true supply, this shit can't, this GameStop shit will, will not happen, period, period. So all this, all this is done, and this is so big, it's so monumental in my eyes, because it just proved to me that the shit that you're seeing, the numbers that you're seeing don't exist. Like, it's not real. It is not real. If GameStop like, can be three twenty five a share, it's some horseshit. And that's like even with like your your bank account, that money isn't real. That's in your account. Like they're constantly, every uh, second of the the minute. You know, what I mean, it's like they're using that money to giving it to other people. You know, mm -hmm. it's intangible. You're not. If you can't touch that shit, it's not real. You know, that's with the digital shit, man. Like. You, people got to understand that, though. You know what I mean? Like, even with, like, you know, the look, these, I talk, I've talked about it before. The savings accounts at banks giving you, uh, what, 0.0001% interest a year. Oh, I made, like, three cents this year on interest. I'm like, fuck that, bro. Like, spitting in your face. All my money, I'm invested every time I get paid. My shit is, like, gone out of my account just like Yes, that. sir. Like, it's gone, like, you know, and... That's just the way I'm living now. And I think more people, if you really trying to get into investing, should understand that like just holding it in a bank is not really the way to go about it. Rich people keep their money moving. Their money, their money stays real liquid. I noticed. Like their money's always moving through different shit. They don't never keep their money, damn sure don't keep their money in a bank account. Their money's moving. So my money's moving. So I already know about before I get paid how much I'm going to have left over because my shit is gone without my shit. It's not sitting in a bank account. It's gone. Like that bitch is, I'm, my money's moving. And I realize rich people money, they mo it moves. It doesn't sit in one spot. It moves, it's moving to different investments, different avenues. They're going to keep a little pocket change on them, but they're going to move their money and make their money work for, the, for, for them. And once you understand that, it's like, you are, you know, you're not going to have to work one day. Like, you know, like, cause that's not easy to understand. Trust me. It's not, it took, yeah. it took me a while. Like, you you got to do, I had to do more knowledge before I even literally invested in something to understand this shit. Like you got to do, you got to research and then it just comes yeah. together. Yeah. That's where it's like, I got to the point now. It's like, I'll not even have enough to wear out. Like I've got like bills and shit on auto pay and it's like, oh damn. 
I it didn't get paid. The bill didn't go through. It's because my all my money is tied into my investments. But mm-hmm. see, I got my investments right, so it's like, yeah, this is nothing. I just moved. Transfer it over. That's <laughs> that simple. But it's not sitting there in the account because it's not. I'm not earning any real uh, interest from that shit. You know, so that's something people should think about. Like, um, definitely only having like for me trying to have like just enough money to where I just have to get gas or get some groceries. Other than that, it's like, nah, bro. Everything else is just in my investments. So I, I keep a little, I, 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 I try to keep it away. Like if my account overdrives and I get alert, but I can try to make some cash in there. Boom. I'm back. I'm back to zero. Cause more than likely it went to overdrive. Cause I see Bitcoin or something at a low price and I'm like, I got to get it now. Get that shit now. Boom. Hell, I done probably made, I done, hell, in a day, I done probably made my money back. Right. Or right. definitely in a week, I done made my money back. And all I got to do is just drop this cash in the bank account and I never have to pay an overdraft fee. It's like it never happened. Like, even though, like, you got to keep your shit moving and keep it real organized and, and figure out a way to minimize, like, minimize your um your fees and maximize your gains. Another thing I've been doing, too, by the way, I recommend you guys, you know, getting a cash app getting the cash app card and looking at the boost that they have on there. Cause they have, they've been having a boost here re- lately about, you can get like 5% back on purchases in Bitcoin. And Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I've gotten like, I think this past week I got like $4 just in Bitcoin, just for swiping my, just for using my cash app card. And like with Bitcoin, if you got the, if you got the debit card on Bitcoin transfers are instant. So like when I got my oil change this morning, I literally went up to the counter and he told me how much it cost. I got to my phone, went to my cash app, put the amount onto my cash app card, went to my wallet, pulled my card out, gave him the card, told him to run it as credit, and it was paid for. And I got my Bitcoin uh, rewards before I even put my card back in my wallet. Nigga, we in the future. Like, <laughs> we are in the future. Nigga looked at my card. He was like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, that's the cash app card, man. You got to get your Bitcoin rewards. And I'm like, dog, this is the fucking future right now. Let me, uh, one thing I want to ask you about that is because that's something that is becoming more popular with these, uh, just these investment apps in general is like having their own card where you can actually use use your um, investments just in everyday life. Like, um... Just like Coinbase. Coinbase has the Coinbase card. I was thinking of getting that card until I did some research and realized that every time you use it, you're getting hit with a fee from Coinbase by just by using that card. Like I was I was thinking it was cool. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. You know, I could finally just start using my crypto and just have it converted instantly into uh to dollars and I just use it just like that. But you're getting hit with the capital like gains, like well, you're getting hit with an interest fee. And at the end of the year, that capital gains tax, you're going to have to end up paying it for mm-hmm. that. So it isn't, it hasn't perfected that yet. But I just wanted to ask you, do you get hit with a fee when you use it? Not with not with Cash App. You don't get hit with a fee. You get it. Like if you buy Bitcoin or stocks or, or anything, you get hit with a fee then. Um, but not with just using a card. The thing is, um, an, an, another exchange where I know I've seen it, where you can use, you can, you, you can do the same thing. And I know I got I got this card. I got the card myself. Um, and I read through it and it's I haven't used it to give you experience, but reading through it, it's no fees with it. And I've seen where people have used what are you it. You talking about like block card? Uphold. Which uphold. by the way, by the way, in my opinion, uphold is the best exchange out of out of Binance, Coinbase, 
Every single one of them. The only thing I would, the only thing I don't like, you got to, so you got to have, none of them give you the best of both worlds. That's the, it seems like it's set up like that. The only thing I don't like about Uphold is like some of the altcoins, they don't have, they don't even have the option to even get it off of the transfer off of their website. And it's not because you don't own your cryptocurrency. It's just because they, they say that they have certain tiers of, cryptocurrencies that are, are transferred the most often and these certain coins haven't quite made it to this tier yet which is kind of horseshit because that site you can only find a certain number of cryptocurrencies like digibytes well, that, um that, and that's another reason like what you said why you think it's like set up notice with all of these like exchanges you cannot find like majority of the cryptocurrencies on that just that one exchange they're all like yep. spread out on different exchanges for the most yep. part yeah so that, that's some bullshit so they i think it's set up like that for a reason because of who the regulators it's all this shit has to do with regulations regulations is a good and bad thing it's a middle line that we need the regulations the regulators or the regulations that we've been under are enforcement um they're going to do this because they want to do it and it's not necessarily beneficial in re regulations if we had strictly beneficial regulations for the people the regulations wouldn't be a negative thing but uphold i know from from what i know about the card i have i haven't even used my card because like you said i don't even want to deal with my capital gains i'm just holding i don't even deal with my capital gains like unless I, like I, I think eventually there's we're going to get that card to where it's going to be pretty much seamless like Mm -hmm. using our our money like our investments our crypto whatever uh precious precious metal converts instantly into f uh, fiat currency and we just use it in everyday life and we don't get hit, hit with fees like that but right now that's it's that isn't the case you know so i do want to start using a car like that because i mean it would be super beneficial to me but yeah so far i've been saying i've been using my coin um my cash app card and um that's like when it comes to day-to-day -day use that's the card i said that right there because of the boost they have they have you can get like five dollars back off your chick-fil-a uh ten dollars off I think I, uh, I think I might look into getting that i might look into it. About it yeah and I, from from what i can tell i don't i don't i don't think i i don't think they give me any any fees to swipe I could be wrong, but I'm pretty on top of that. I don't remember get, getting feed just to swipe it. I do know they feed that fuck out of you for, like, I haven't bought any stocks, but I know people that have. You got fees for that, and you definitely have fees for Bitcoin. But the fees on Bitcoin, I buy my Bitcoin on Cash App. That's where I buy my Bitcoin at, and then I transfer it wherever I need to transfer it to. Gotcha. Because on, on Cash App, it's instant. Um, you Cash App is instant, and the fees are just normal exchange fees. So, like, you know, whatever the percentage is. So it's not that it's free. It's just that you're not getting spread like other sites. And they're telling you exactly what your fee is up front, which is usually a couple dollars, which is not bad at all. But right. the Cash App card, um, from what I can tell, I, I do. I, I, I think that's a good card to have. Uphold, I haven't used that card. But when I, the reason why I got the card is because it's like no AP, it's no... Um, um, you know, inactivation fee. Like if you don't use it, you don't get charged. It wasn't supposed to be any. It's supposed to be ATM fee if it's outside of the network. And I think Uphold even had a, had a network or whatever. So, um, but it was like weird stores. Like I think like CVS, Walmart. It wasn't like ATMs and shit like that. But I think it was like five dollars for certain or two dollars and fifty cents for certain ATMs. I, I, I'm pretty sure it said you didn't have you didn't have any fees. Um, 
the thing is, and I, I've seen it other other countries where this guy actually swiped this shit and said it, it was XRP or whatever, like it had XRP on his shit. I don't know how to, I don't know how it works. I don't really, I can't tell you what I know for sure. What I know for sure is I have an uphold card. The shit looks lovely. And, you know, from what I was reading, it looked, it looked like it was that card that would be seamless. Well, almost seamless because I still think you got to, I still think on the app, you got to transfer it to the actual card. Yeah. So like you go to, you go to your XRP account, you just got to say, I'm going to transfer or I want to um, exchange a thousand XRP, which, you know, could be, let's say it's, uh, $200. I don't really know. That's not the real price right now, but then you'll just go on there and exchange that to your actual US US dollar US dollar account, and then you can use your card instantly, from what I can hear. But, um, you know, Coinbase, too, you know, Coinbase it seems like they're going to always give you, give us the most fees out of everything, too. Like, yeah, it's always something it's with the, Coinbase. Yeah, and it's like the number one, it's the most popular uh, exchange. You know, But so I... I I'll say this with Coinbase. That's the safest one because the reason why they fee us like that is because you get. I think that's the one that's the most regulated. You're guaranteed. Like you know, yeah, yeah. they're not going to give you any money. And you know, if, if if a coin is on, if a coin is on Coinbase, it's more than likely going to. It's here to stay. More than likely. More than likely of Coinbase because Coinbase has so many coins. You're like, damn, why don't they have this and that? It's because they. It's something sketchy. It's not as. I mean, it's not that it's sketchy and it's it's bad. It's just that they haven't quite met. The, the specific regulation standards to where, you know, they can avoid something like what happened with XRP. Like, this is why they don't list every coin, because I think they knew that that was going to happen with XRP. They just missed it with XRP. But I think this is why, like, other coins, like uh, like po uh, Polkadot, which I still, man, I, I, I could, I could, I could damn... Dog, I'm so pissed off. I was talking. I got all my sticky boys up here on the wall from weeks and weeks and weeks. I was saying, buy a polka dot, buy a polka dot, five dollars, six dollars, and then one day that bitch just shot up to like eleven dollars, and I was like, fuck. And but like, you know, like shit, like polka dot. Some of these coins, Coinbase just won't offer it because either it's it's, it's a, a real new coin, and it hasn't you know stood the test of time, or just it's not regulated on what little regulations crypto has. That's why coin you're basically paying for the guarantee on Coinbase. But fuck that. You know, like who wants to pay extra fees? And by the way, Coinbase already openly gives your, your tax documents to the IRS. Mm. Already. They already this Coinbase, I said it before, Coinbase is gonna be the biggest bank ever. Like it's gonna be the our biggest bank. Like Coinbase cracking. Coinbase and I said Coinbase before, and then I said cracking later on. And I'm saying cracking again, because actually cracking Kraken might be bigger than Coinbase, but basically these are going to be the new, this is the shift. This is like the Wells Fargo, the new, like Wells Fargo is going to die if it doesn't use Zelle technology to take it to the top. That's the only way something like Wells Fargo would, would still exist. If, if they don't, if they, if they transition to make Zelle more mainstream, they will exist. But if they don't, the bank is going to fall. And it's just how it, how the shift goes. It's going to be more fintech. And a little bit more I want to add before I stop talking. Another uh, more of that proof about this, the, the shift to financial technology is the other day I was seeing uh, in a video, uh, the crypto teacher, his name is crypto teacher. Uh, he makes videos on YouTube. Um, yeah. He put up a video about how they, how they discussed how Budweiser would no longer be a Super Bowl ad. Now, that's significant because Budweiser usually has been had ads in every Super Bowl. That's huge because they're being replaced by DoorDash, I believe. No, I don't. We don't know who they were being replaced by, 
But what he was saying, what he was saying was they're going to be replaced by financial technology companies. And I know UBC, you, you see hella commercials for DoorDash, um, shit like I see Klarna now. That's like a Swedish company where you can um, buy shit uh, like a like a marketplace. Um, just all kinds of different financial technology technologies. Uh, Uber Eats, Uber. Um, you you know all that's fintech, but really fintech is you know like cracking financial institutions, but all that has some type of financial technology in it, algorithms and AI. This is a shift. This is the shift. We're in something new, and it, it, it's, it's starting. It's already starting, but we're seeing it now. Yeah, man. Um, definitely. It's an uh, exciting time for sure. I feel like uh, we're, we're going into alt season right now in terms of like altcoins and if you're into the crypto market. But I wanted to say, since we touched on, you know, I guess more of the technical stuff uh, that we wanted to talk about, the more, um, I guess more, well, I mean, this is kind of a serious, it is a serious topic, but it's not from a person that you necessarily need to take seriously. But I, it's something I wanted to talk about because it's something that, that just happened recently and it's, it's pretty big news. So this is a shift in the, the episode, um, I guess on like the back end of it. So I was talking with you off air about something, someone uh, has been in the news recently. Well, I didn't explain what he was in the news for. You see, it, it, it always seems like with these entertainers, at certain points, it's like they, it's like they just done something, or they got they had like a you know maybe something to promote or something like that, and then some news comes out with them, like let's oh we didn't even touch. I'm glad I, I I'm glad I remember this. Little Wayne Kodak got pardoned. We didn't talk about it on the podcast, but Little Wayne and Kodak got pardoned, um, by former president. Trump and uh, Wayne, I don't think Wayne has really said anything since being pardoned, but Kodak, Kodak has been doing nothing but showing love to Trump, you know, talking about something, yeah, you know, he down, you know, with Trump, that's his mans or whatever, you know, 45 and shit, and people's like, all right, Kodak, you ain't got to keep doing that yes master type act, you know what I mean, now that you out, but see, Kodak ain't free though, technically, because Kodak's still facing a sexual assault case in South Carolina that he's had for the past four years now. A long and time. He's facing like a th another 30 years behind that. And the thing is with that case, this isn't the main, but this ties into what I'm going to get into. The main thing with it, with this thing is, is the girl didn't ask for any money. This, one, mm. this girl that he allegedly did this to, she literally just went, uh, told her, her, uh, her school nurse, then she went to the hospital. They performed the rape kit um, on her. And, um, yeah, it's like, it's a, uh, I, I forgot what type of, they brought, they brought it, the, the um, prosecutors, yeah, they, they wanted to bring it to court or whatever. And, um, well, they wanted to press charges, rather. And they just, now there's a recent update with that. They were saying, yeah, we're, we're moving forward because it's been years. Like, we're moving forward with this trial and, I mean, I, I haven't, I've looked online, I haven't seen what, whether or not the rape kit proved, you know, that, you know, he had anything to do with that, or if she's lying or whatever, but, I mean, it's not looking good for him, you know what I mean, 
so this pardon thing, I don't think people understand. You know, you can get pardoned um, for like federal crimes, but the state can still press charges on you. Don't get it. Don't get it fucked up. So Wayne can still get charges pressed on him. Probably not. I mean, I think it was just a gun charge. You know what I mean? But you know, so Wayne was playing forty chess when niggas mm-hmm. was calling him coon, posing with Trump, and he swear and. There was a statement saying, nah, that's not the reason he did that, but we know that's bullshit. He he worked with Trump, you know, did his little photo op, and Trump like, I'm a part of you, my nigga. You know what I mean? I'm a part of you. Wayne, and uh, you good to go. And Kodak, still in some deep shit, but this ties into a sexual assault. Well, we have Mr. None Other Than, bring this up, T.I. T.I. and his wife, Tiny, I didn't want to bring it up that close. T.I. and his wife, Tiny, have been accused of sex tra- trafficking of underage girls. Wait for it. 34 women have come out against them and said that he drugged, that they, him and his wife drugged them and they trafficked them. And since then, T.I. came out this today he came out a, a video eight minutes long on his Instagram where he's vehem, vehemently, vehemently, if I'm saying that right, vehemently, rather, denying it and saying, you know, we need to protect black women and, you know, what we do behind closed doors is our business and, you know, this these allegations are false. And I'm thinking to myself, T.I., you know, we know T.I. recently has been doing like this... Um, this thing where he's trying to be more positive with his message, you know, to the to the the culture, you know, he's he's moving like a politician, you know, he's got his podcast, he's talking to people like Alex Jones up there, um, talking about conspiracy theories, all this other type shit, and he's trying to move forward, you know, talking about Atlanta, you know, th- this is Wakanda, you know, what I mean, th- this is Wakanda, you know, what I mean, so. Th- th- Going meeting with the mayor, Keisha Bottoms in uh Georgia, uh well Atlanta rather. You know, trying to make moves happen. Hey y'all, we, we gotta stop all this riding. You know, this is Wakanda, this is how we moving down here, you know, we gotta protect all. You know, and they were busting up businesses that don't even want your black ass in them to begin with. Or allegedly, because Antifa has some a lot to do with that. But that's a whole nother discussion. So yeah, T.I., you know, it's been, I mean, it's been rumors for years that he and his wife, they got down like that, similar to Will and Jada, you know, in that swingers lifestyle, but it's come back to bite them, you know, and a lot of women, 34 in particular, came out and said, yeah, they've, uh, they've been with these, they they were the, the unicorns of the relationship and they were underage. And it got to the point where allegedly the woman on the right right here that's supposed to be Tiny's friend, T.I. was calling her out. I mean, no, uh, she was calling uh, T.I. out because he was cheat, uh, treating her bad in public. And she was saying that T.I. put a gun, he, he put a gun to her head and like threatened her and shit. So T.I., you know, obviously with the. OK, so this article from Vulture says he pressured them to take drugs, to take off their clothes, and to have sex with them 
or or, or um or others present. Some said they lost consciousness while with Ti and Tiny, or woke up re- without remembering the previous night. They said, and um, you know, of course Ti denies it and shit. And I'm thinking to myself, man, all this comes down to is, well. You know, last year we got hit with a bunch of bullshit with these entertainers. Stuff like Megan and Tori, you know, was the biggest one of them all for sure. Uh, more rappers dying. I've just seen some more rappers die this year. 18-year-old, um, he was with Fredo Santana. He was like, I think he was signed to Fredo Santana. I, f- I forgot his name. I'm going to have to look it up. Fredo Santana Artist. That just died. He was 18 years old. Damn it. Where's that? I had to look for it later. There's another artist that just died. Um, another rapper, rather. He committed suicide recently. Um, damn it. What's that dude's name? I just had it because uh, they were just playing it. Six Dogs. That's his name. Six Dogs. He committed suicide. He was only like 21. You know, this other rapper, this black uh, kid from, uh, I think he's from Memphis. He, uh, I don't know how he died, but it was recent as well. And it's already starting to pick back up again with these these black entertainers for the most part. Again, they're, you know, they're being killed off. Or like this, what I believe this is with T.I. is nothing more than just a humiliation ritual. That we're witnessing once again. It's the same shit they always pull. It's the same shit they always pull. Yeah, um, 18-year-old rapper. What's his name? Vino? Yeah, his name was uh, Vino from Winsboro, South Carolina. He was shot dead, 18 years old. Um, and yeah, man, I just wanted to touch on this because we're already off to an... Oh, let's not forget... This is another side thing. Tory, um, in his court case, is saying, "Hey, he's asking to be able to speak publicly about the case." And I'm thinking to myself, like, "Well, he's already did that. If you listen to his album, he pretty much explains the situation, and he did an IG live where he denied shooting Meg. But Megan is still going at him, saying, "You gonna, you gonna be in jail, nigga? All this other bullshit and." I'm thinking to myself, like, well, he's he's trying to get a request to really speak freely about it. So, what did we say all those months ago? It was some, it was bullshit. I mean, Ch- Tory wanted to get out. He got his masters. He got yeah. his masters. You know, that's a double entendre. You got to look into this shit. He took his masters back, became independent, and then he got hit with a ritual like six months later. Oh, and he threatened to expose his former major label. Um. Record major recording label. He said he was going to expose them. He never did that, but he got his uh, masters back, and then this shit happens. So, yeah, man, what yeah, what's your thoughts on this uh, Ti situation? Oh, like yeah, I agree. It's like a. I think what we're seeing, we're just able to understand that these are rituals, man. A lot, and I'm not saying these are rituals that are either. I mean, they could be real. They could be fake. I think a lot of them are even fake as well. Even a lot of these these deaths and stuff. Like, I think a lot of them aren't even real. Um, it's just like rituals to kind of put into what they need to put in. I think it still goes back to the astrology because nine times out of ten, and I think it just goes back to how important that how important melanated people are. 
I think that they use they're using these rituals to allow us to or not allow us, but they use these rituals that make most of us who as melanated people have the power of manifestation. They use these rituals to basically harvest our energy and for us to manifest basically our own demise and our own this own fucking fall, basically. Cause I mean like I mean I I, mean, I, I don't I, I, nigga, that's like Bill Cosby level number of women came yeah. out in one day. And one day they all came out and pretty much had the same story or similar story. But I'll say this, I'll say one thing that I do believe in. I think I think the I think the biggest thing that I think that is being hidden from us, I do believe in the pedophilia and a and a, and a sex ring shit. I do believe in yeah, that. The pizza gate, the pizza gate shit is real. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Did you hear Ghislaine Maxwell trying to get the charges dropped from her? Yeah. yeah. I think I seen that the other day. Yeah, I think Ghislaine and, Maxwell is the former girlfriend slash uh, co, um, uh, fucking uh, what do you call it? She was his partner in crime. You know, she was manipulating, bringing young underage girls to Jeffrey Epstein. And they were having sex with these underage girls. Excuse me. Um, uh, allegedly. Excuse me. Allegedly. Um. Yes, I, I I think I think I think all of this is connected. I think that's the biggest thing that's being hidden from us too is the fact that uh, you know we're under control. We've been under control for a while, and that you know the elites like to do weird shit like uh, you know uh, pedophilia and and weird ass sex ring sexual shit is what I'm thinking. You know this is all coming down to, and I think this is why shit is so controlled like it is because they don't want this secret to get out, but it's it's going to come out. And see, my mind is just going in different places with that number 34. I got to look that shit up in Gematria because I know yeah. there's something with that. So Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, you know, coupled with the, you know, the astrology, we get, we're able to just see what's going on. We're seeing these rituals. We're, we're, we're able to at least see that, man, there's something weird with this. There's something weird with this. This shit ain't, ain't quite right. And usually when your instincts tell you something ain't quite right, it's not usually 100% right. And, um, you know, with this situation, speaking with my 10-4 Kufi, I think it's more so a ritual to manifest something. Because most niggas are going to believe this shit, pay attention to it, and, you know, think a, think a certain type of way. However the article or however they want to perceive this situation, maybe it may be a humiliation ritual for a T.I. Um, however they want people to believe it, niggas are going to believe it and they're going to run with it and manifest it, basically. Um, but... With my belief that, the, you know, pedophilia and the, the trafficking is true, I think that this is a known ritual. I think that they, they, hey, they probably have been in this ring. Don't forget, remember some episodes ago I talked about in Georgia? They found all of those um those women or something like that. They were being trafficked in Georgia. Yeah. I, th- I think this was like a couple months ago. So... They found like I think they found like two or three rings in the like in the first month alone, dude. In the last two months, yeah. like one in California too, I think. And that's why I think. I, reason why I say Georgia, you know, and bring it up is because that's where Ti is. He's, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't connect that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I see Trump, what you're saying. Yeah, he, he's uh, Atlanta. Ti. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. I didn't connect that at and first. Yeah, you're sex right. Trafficking and sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is already rampant in the state of Georgia itself. So. You put two and two together, you know, so, so yeah. So yeah, you, I mean. These, we start talking about sex track. We start talking about the pedophilia. It starts uh, lagging and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know, and I've seen pictures, you know, I looked it up online, you know what I mean? There's there's images. Hold up, let me. I'm gonna put this this image up real quick. For the niggas that really get it. I know you'll get it off rip. Just blatantly. <laughs> Just blatantly. You know what I mean? Posing for the camera. That's for the real tinfoil hat niggas that they understand this picture, but yeah. Um But yeah. Yeah, T.I., he done got caught up in some, you know, some shit. Sounds like some Bill Cosby type shit, but we're going to see what happens with it. Because he, unlike Bill Cosby, T.I. spoke out publicly. He went on Instagram a lot. He went on Instagram and spoke for like eight minutes and said, you know, he just denied it and stuff. So we're going to see what happens. He, and he was saying that the woman that was really posting it, who was supposed to be his wife's friend, she was posting fake stories or some shit. He was posting that as well, saying that these this is fake or whatever. So, but thirty four women though. Nah, that's and, crazy. And one day, thirty four women came out and said, "Yeah, same shit happened to me." So, I don't know. Who knows, man? Who knows? It's just weird, you know. And just like a week ago, we had another entertainer, Trey Songs. He was at the Kansas City Chiefs game. This motherfucker put a cop in a headlock. <laughs> in video, bro. Like that shit funny. And here's the thing, cause people was like, yeah, they're like, yo, Trace, they're like, he crazy, you know, for doing that shit. He could have got shot or whatever. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's probably just another, you know, uh, just another ritual. And then I looked into it further, and they people, you know, you can see the people in the background say he ain't do nothing. He ain't do nothing or whatever. People were just yelling like he ain't do nothing. And um, they were like, leave him alone. And apparently, from an article I seen, they said that Trey got into it with the the officer. That this is the lighter one, but there's a darker uh, story to it as well. Apparently, they said the the lighter version is because Trey was Trey refused to wear a mask. Mm. He refused to wear a mask, and they were I think they were trying to make him leave because he wouldn't wear a mask or something like that. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I, oh, go ahead, man. Here's the second one. Now, this is where it gets dark. Apparently, Trey Songs was banned from going to Kansas City Chiefs games. You want to know why? Because apparently he was sleeping with the girlfriend of one of the players from the Kansas City Chiefs. And get this. If I got this, let me see if I got this right. Apparently... That dude ended up killing his girl and then killed himself. Yo, the linebacker. Yeah. I the linebacker. That motherfucker went crazy a couple. Like, I remember that. Apparently, it was supposed to be over Trey Songs because Trey Songs was supposed to be uh, smashing his girl. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Steal Your Girl. Pay attention. But yeah, um, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but that's another reason why they said he got the cops came at him like that. So you gotta have you, you gotta have the heart. But what, oh, was you, what was you gonna say about um him? I guess not wearing the mask. Allegedly, they said that might have been the reason why it happened. I was I'm I'm not I, I was gonna go off on a tangent about like these about um the restrictions that I, that they've been putting in. They put in another restriction, but I'm gonna speak on this first. The, the restriction that I want to talk about, I wanted to ask your opinion on it because I thought it was fucking crazy. But um I think it's Javon Belcher was the linebacker's name or something like that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look into it, but 
Yeah, I'm just, I was just going to put up on the, the screen. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing because I was watching the video. I was like, yo, he got this dude in like a full headlock. I was like, bruh, like what the fuck is going on in this video? And like he punched him too. Yeah, he punched the cop originally in the actual video. And then he puts him in this headlock that you see right here. He had him in the headlock and the other cop was just around and shit. But, uh, but yeah, that happened at the Kansas Chiefs game recently. And uh, let me see if I can find that article about the the linebacker. But that if that's the case, though, I'm like, damn, that shit is crazy. That would be crazy because he just – because the dude just – I just woke up one day and it said he had killed, killed somebody and committed suicide. And it was like out of nowhere. And uh, they were saying he had CTE and all this and that. And I'm like, oh, he probably did, but it has to be something to that even, even deeper. But – I think that is a ritual before, you know, it, it could be one of the rituals that basically show you that, you know, it's a lot of rebellious people out here that don't want to wear a mask and Trey Songz don't want to wear a mask and, he, and he's a black man, you know, what? A, it's bullshit. It's bullshit, but it ain't going nowhere. Y'all voted for this shit. Get ready for it. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Cause shit is some crazy shit. Yeah, I can't I can't find an article at the moment about that that uh the older incident, but that was something else I seen. But right now, as you can see, I looked it up, Kansas City. First thing they say is top article. Well, re revolt. It's supposed to be black owned, you know, Diddy or whatever. You know, take that. He was like Trey Songz only removed his mask at Kansas City Chiefs game to eat or whatever. But they're saying that's what it started over is because he didn't have his mask on, which is, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's another mask ritual to try to bring the mask situations to light, try to get us more desensitized and getting used to wearing these fucking masks. Goofy, man. It's fucking goofy. Stupid mask, man. And people are starting to see it. It's fucking goofy, dude. But what I've seen... I don't watch the news, but I'll, I'll look at it if somebody got it on. I don't, under, I don't think people understand how fucking crazy, like, the shit is fucking wild, dog. So I was seeing where, I think in, uh, I think it was Miami, it's the airport in Miami, they're using COVID-19 sniffing dogs. I, I, think I, I think I heard about that, yeah. And they say if, 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 the, if the dog hits, you will not be able to get on the flight. What kind of shit is this, bro? What the fuck? Are, what the fuck is going on? How, How the and, fuck and, can a dog detect COVID nineteen? That's what I'm. Here's the know. here's the crazy thing. It even said, and the, the anchor said it is not even proven that the dogs are efficient in in, in detecting COVID nineteen. I'm like, bro, you see what the fuck a nigga was mad about when it comes to y'all niggas accepting the mask? Uh, this God damn, this shit is gonna change the like accepting the fucking mask is gonna make you accept. And now I stand where I was sitting somewhere. I didn't know if this is a joke or not, but I, I was seeing where they're in China. They're saying research is showing that anal probe, anal swabs are more accurate in detecting COVID nineteen than anything else. I'm like, do y'all niggas see where we about to go? Y'all better get ready because they're gonna be swabbing your ass while you wearing your fucking mask in the motherfucking doctor's office while you standing six feet apart while you listening to Jim Crow Biden on the goddamn news on the TV. This is the shit. Like, I mean, this is the shit that I don't get, bro. I don't get this shit. Yeah, it's man, this it's 
<laughs> it's crazy, man. Like I don't understand. Time, this time we live in it. <laughs> like, they want they, they to call this nigga. They want to say Kodak Black is is what? They want to say he was cooning because a nigga just pardoned him, my nigga. And y'all niggas over here twerking, wearing chucks and pearls. We didn't talk about that. Wearing goddamn chucks and pearls, twerking and shit at a fake-ass inauguration. <laughs> Man, I can smell the fucking butter biscuits from Raleigh, North Carolina. I can smell the goddamn butter biscuits. I was going on Facebook, all these motherfuckers had chucks and pearls. And these motherfuckers couldn't tell you a fucking thing about it, what it means to be in light. They can't tell you nothing. They watch the goddamn TV all day. I didn't even understand that now until you just said it. I seen, like, my cousin. I think Butter biscuits. I didn't know what the fuck that. I just like I was like okay, chucks and pearls. I didn't get it. But, I, uh, I I think it's I think Kamemi was wearing that. And no, I didn't watch <laughs> it. I don't know. I think I heard yeah, that that's what somebody making, was wearing. I see I see some people making a big deal. They were like, yeah, Kamala's uh, grandson or some shit. He got on Jordans or some shit. I was like, what the fuck? Like, who cares what he got on? Like at the and then again they kept showing that black security guard that was at the Capitol during the you know. That little that bullshit, you know. He's Who got a promotion a now. He's got his Gucci scarf on and shit. You know, look at him. He's got a promotion. He's a veteran. I don't give a fuck. Like, okay. And basically, it was saying, "Look, nigga, you can be my helper boy one day." That's how that. That's how that look. Look, you you defend me. What you defend the white man? You can be taken care of. It's always one. They always got to choose one black person. Like, oh yeah, yeah, this one, yeah. And I know you've seen that. Man, let me show you. I'm pretty sure you've seen that picture that that's been floating around with him. Like they made him like famous overnight. Like they like, oh my god, look at him doing his job, taking care of those fucking MAGA retards and shit at the, you know, like him with his spray, his uh, pepper spray, like pepper spraying the dude, no look without looking and shit. I'm like, this shit is so fucking stupid, bro. Like that, that was the that shit that happened, bro, was so ridiculous, man. Like and now and then you they they people everybody knows it's a ritual because they just let it happen. Yeah, now they talking about they got the fucking FBI said they knew this shit was gonna happen. They knew it was gonna be violent, and they didn't do a fucking thing about it. Like, what does that tell you? Like, come on. I mean, <laughs> I just be laughing at this shit, bro. I'm like, bro, like this shit is ridiculous to me, man. This this country that we live in is full of shit. Yeah, here's okay. Pull it up right here. This was one of the pictures. Like the dude was flying in, he was jumping off like a table or some shit. Oh my god! And you see him like pepper spraying him without looking. He did the no look on him on that. This is the one they like made famous. This black security guard at the Capitol. I'm trying to find the one where he's like he's pointing and shit. It, it it's been he's pointing right there on that one. But you see the it was when he was running on on that page too. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one right there. That's the one they keep showing. They keep showing this picture of him. Yeah, he's like. He's pointing this shit. They're like, oh, look at this man. Look, the man who saved uh, Eugene Goodman. The man who saved the the Senate. They gave he sound like pro- they gave sound like, promotion. He sound like Steven off of uh, Django. That's where this remind me of. Got had his had his Gucci scarf at the the fucking inauguration and shit. I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like. I'm like, get the fuck out. This nigga's just a pawn too, bro. Like, come on, man. Stop playing with me now. I don't care who he is or what he stands for. Like, that was some bullshit that went on. He was just a part of it. He was just a pawn. Exactly. He, he didn't save nothing. He ain't talking about he saved the Senate. He's he's held as a hero and all this other bullshit. Oh, yeah. You got that one black man pointing his fingers and shit. Yeah, you know. 
That's the one picture that went viral. Well, one of the pictures that went viral from that day. You see that? Go back. That shit looked goofy. It was like yeah. he was running or something. Go back. It was another one. It was like he was running. I don't know. It was like this. It was like the third one or something on that one page. Uh, it's like it was, on, it was on the main page. Let me uh, at the top of the uh, the images. That shit. That right there. You see where you're right below, uh, to the far right. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen this. What video. the fuck? Oh yeah, hero capital police officer is a 101st airborne veteran. They, they got him an action photo. <laughs> yeah, got him my man. Come on, man. This this shit was probably directed by like Steven Spielberg or some bullshit. Like, come on, man. This shit was clearly. You was... you do know? Uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, Stephen Mnuchin, the uh, Federal Reserve Chairman, is actually the top producer in Hollywood. I did not know that. No, I did not. Can you uh, can you look up uh, Steve Mnuchin producer? So we can look up his IMBD real quick, so you can be mind fucked, so people can understand that we're looking at basically a big ass movie that I think he's directing. Which the gov all we're looking at is a big ass movie. This is House of Cards, literally. That I think he's directing. Look at this shit, dude. This is it's a mind fuck. I did not know he had he was the producer on all these motherfucking movies, dude. And now, look at the topics. Is this the same Mnuchin? This might be a I don't know if this is the same. That's the same yeah. one, dude. Oh, that is, yeah. It's the same one. Yeah, former <laughs> uh former United States Secretary of the Treasury. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mnuchin, you look at his picture right there. IMDB. I try and I dude, I trust Actually, me, I try to make sure. I try to make sure. Yeah. Try to make sure that, that, that I was like, this this can't be right. Bruh, I try to make shit. sure. He, and you look at the movie, he's on there, dude, on in the credits. Uh for for which movie? He's on in the credits for these movies as a producer. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I'm looking at, yeah, Wonder Woman. That's a huge movie. The Lego movie, I remember that. Uh, Fist Fight, that was the one with Ice Cube. Yeah, The Accountant, Suicide Squad. He's on a lot of big movies. What the? He has a lot of, like, apocalyptic movies, too. Like, weird movies, dude. Yeah, what? American Sniper. He was on executive producer of that. Uh... Yeah, so I don't know if, if, if I don't know if he actually produced it or if he like bought the rights. But from what I'm doing research on, they say he is the producer. He is there on set. For the most part, an executive producer, from my understanding, is someone that just finances the film. They're not hanging yeah. on with it. The production, they just put money into it. They're just like an investor. So he executive produced a lot of this. I don't see one. He's only got one acting credit. He played himself. In like a, I don't know if this is a movie or if it was like a documentary or something. He played himself, but yeah, for the most part, he's put money into these all of these projects. Forty four, that's a lot. But I'm sure you know your funding. If your funding's coming from him, he's got to sign off on something, on something with oh, yeah, something yeah, more yeah, than yeah, just a script, I, you know? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I think so. I it's think it's point. I think it's but yeah, it's something, it's something to that. <laughs> yeah, producer, actor, you know. Um, yeah, man, you learn something new every day. I did not think I did not know that. Um, but damn, I was gonna say, man, yeah, that like this this whole shit. Damn, we because we just jumped from one thing to the other. <laughs> yeah, I, forgot what, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, we were talking about the TI situation originally, and that spawned into all this other stuff that we're talking about. But like, yeah, so just another ritual, just another ritual, and. Yeah, you were talking about the 
the the Chucks. What was it? The Chucks Chuck and, and Pearls. I didn't get that, man. Oh, I thought that what, was the most goofiest shit. One thing we didn't talk about necessarily is what Biden has been doing since being in office, because he's been he's been signing a lot of stuff into office recently. He's been reversing a lot of things that Trump did. Um, let me see if I can find like a list of what he's actually like signed off on. And he's only been in office for an, a, a week now. So, oh, I'm I'm starting to get concerned if it's if it's if he's gonna even last a year, dude. People are saying though, where's the stimmy though? Like exactly, like this nigga, you play, you promised the stimulus check. Where is it at? Like then you know, and and we're, and with him giving, he gonna give us a stimulus until we until we have universal basic income. It's gonna be a stimulus every six months type shit, and niggas okay. is gonna get pissed off. All right, so I found a website with all of them. He's so far he's published twenty two executive orders in a week. Um, and we can like go through this real quick, well, skim through it. His first one, uh, reforming our incarceration system to eliminate the use of privately operated criminal detention facilities. I mean, I can't really, it's only two pages. It depends on what the, the details of it, you know, that, that sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good just based off the title, but I, I ain't really trying to, the federal government has a responsibility to ensure the safe and humane treatment of those in the federal criminal justice system. Sector two or section two contracts with privately operated criminal detention centers. Uh, this attorney general shall not renew department of justice contracts with probably own. So for this one, I mean, this one seems like it's a good thing that he's doing. Um, he signed this on January 26th. So he's trying to eliminate the use of privately owned operated criminal detention facilities. Okay. Damn, let me go back to it because I, I just had it. Yeah, that sounds that actually sounds real good, actually. Ensuring the future is made in all of America by all of America's workers. I got something about that, by the way. Right. I got something about that. Uh, I've, I've, so I've, I've learned, I've, I've did research on this one particular uh, executive order about this made in America thing. Okay, the reason why they say he put this order out is because China is about to basically replace us. And if you know anything about economy, right now China is the number one producer, and we're the number one consumer because we have the federal, we have the uh, world reserve currency. Well, basically, him signing this order is telling you that we're no longer going to have a dollar, and we kind of already know that we're no longer going to have the dollar as a world reserve currency because. For us to get out of this debt, if you look at the GDP, the only way we're going to get out of this debt is by us make like we're going to have to start making shit for other countries. So we're going to kind of turn into like China, dog. Like we're turning, we're going to they're, they're going to try to turn this shit into like a China, like in a, from a U.S. perspective. And another reason why I can, another way I can prove that is I didn't watch it, but they say now when you watch when they were watching the ball drop, nobody heard about the city of Wuhan before this coronavirus, dude. And they said, now, when you watch the ball drop for New Year's, they had a, a watch party from the city of Wuhan. Instead of New York, it was like the city, it was like, it was Wuhan. Wow. And it was, yeah, it was like, it was the same shit that they had in New York, but it was in Wuhan and Beijing now. What the motherfuckers partying like six months ago? Yeah, like, so, you know, this shit, was, they, dude, they where, said. This is where they say it started at. So now they're. Exactly. So it's all good over there, but over here. You know, they say we're idiots and shit because we didn't follow protocol 
and that's why it hasn't died down yet. So they're just trying to make China like they're trying to try to make them the top dog and you know knock us a leg down, but at the same time, it's like it's just it's not gonna work like that. It's not gonna work like that. Let's look at some other ones, okay. And okay, enabling all qualified Americans to serve their country in uniform. This one's about the trans ban that that Trump made for the the military. Remember, he put that ban saying transgender people can't serve in the military. Biden, he just reversed it, saying that anybody, if they wanted to, can serve in the military. So he put that executive order in. uh, Protecting the federal workplace. This one's uh, three pages. Uh, See, some of this shit, I have to go through it and look. Ensuring the right to engage in collective bargaining. Progress toward a living wage for federal employees. The, the, the director of OPM shall provide a report to the president with recommendations to promote. Ah, yes, this right here. $15 an hour minimum wage for federal employees. What do you think about that? Uh, There's it, it's no, it's, it's nothing that it's, it's not... Okay, it's already so inflated. The number, the money, this this has to happen. This is not anything that's just beneficial to the people. Because it's just going to make shit go up higher in, in price. And yeah. It's, I mean, it's just going to be a high... I feel like it's just going to be a higher divide between the middle, like the, the upper class and the poor. It's, you know what I mean? It's just going to be a, a bigger um, split. And the biggest thing that I that I, somebody brought to my attention was, what about the people that are already making fifteen dollars an hour that aren't on minimum wage? Yeah, that's fucking people, crazy. Yeah, and there's people saying, yeah. Well, you gotta think about different points of the country. Like, okay, if we all making fifteen dollars an hour, certain points, it's fucking already too expensive to live there as it is. This is just gonna raise the cost of shit. Like, exactly. There's, there's nothing there's good about that. There's people just barely getting by on that, but then. Then again, there's, you got the people that, you know, that want socialism so bad that they're like, yeah, let's do it or whatever. And I like I said before, the ones who voted for them are going to be the ones that gonna that, that's going to suffer the most. Uh, economic relief related to the COVID-19 pandemic. All right. So for this one, he's just talking about. All right, pandemic caused by 2019 has led to economic crisis. Yeah. Uh, providing relief to individuals, families, and small businesses and to state, local, tribal, and territorial governments. All executive do- departments and agencies shall promptly identify actions they can take within existing authorities to address the current economic crisis resulting from the pandemic. Um General provisions, this the authority granted by law to an executive department or agency. Yeah, this is just not really saying, not really telling me anything. Um, let's see if there's any more that's really sticking out to me. Protecting worker health and safety, promoting COVID-19 safety and domestic and international travel. Now, nah, that probably some bullshit in there. I, th- I heard about this one. Cause he was uh, okay. Sam, yeah. use the word protecting, but it really ain't protecting you. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, immediate action to require mask wearing on certain domestic modes of transportation. Uh, yeah. To require masks to be worn in compliance with CDC guidelines in or on airports, commercial aircraft, trains, public maritime vessels, including ferries, inner city bus services, and all forms of public transportation, as defined in Section 5302 of Title 49, United States Code. Exceptions. Um, the heads of agencies may make categorical categorical or case-by-case exceptions to policies developed under this section consistent consistent with applicable law law to the extent that doing so is necessary or required by law all right so yeah okay international travel policy it is to it is the policy of my administration that to the extent feasible travelers seeking to enter the united states from a foreign country shall be required to produce proof of a recent negative COVID-19 test prior to entry and required to comply with other applicable CDC guidelines concerning international travel. Um, Okay. And it's just, yeah, I mean, so for the main, so the main thing about this one is just about the international travel, just people having to, Abide by the CDC guidelines if you want to enter the U.S. So that's something to look into moving forward with international travel. Uh, Okay, improving, expanding access to care and treatments for COVID-19. I think that has something to do with Biden. He ordered like 100 million more vaccine shots. I think I saw that on like the news or something when I was at the gym. Ensuring data-driven response to COVID-19 and future high consequence public health threats. Ensuring the data-driven. Revision of civil immigration enforcement policies and priorities. This is... Yeah, this is another short one. Immigrants have helped strengthen America's families, communities, business. Yeah, okay. The task of enforcing the immigration laws is complex and requires setting priorities to best serve the national interests. The policy of my administration is to protect national and border security, address the humanitarian challenges at the southern border, and ensure public health and safety revocation. Um, Executive Order 13768 of January 25th, 2017 is hereby revoked. The Secretary of State, Attorney General, Secretary of Homeland Security, the Director of the Office of Management and Budget, the Director of the Office of Personnel Management, and the heads of any other relevant executive departments and agencies shall review any agency actions developed pursuant to... It's just a lot of jargon and this yeah for the most part he's talking about i guess just allowing for more people to get through immigration um the 11 million people he want to get through yeah just to let as many people in as he wants why he don't pay you no stimulus when you've been here all this time 
Yep. No. But he's gonna start wants to pay them too once he gets them over here. Come on, man. Right. Yeah, Biden. You know he's he's trying to appeal to everybody. That's why I was saying earlier about him with bipartisan. Everybody but the Americans. Like, I mean, none of the, none of this shit is beneficial to us. I can't see any benefit for any of this besides the first one. Protecting the federal workforce and requiring mask wearing. So I'm guessing he's just. Uh, nah. I mean, it's a bunch of bullshit. What is, I mean, like... Ethics commitments by executive branch personnel, protecting public health and the environment, and restoring science to tackle the climate crisis. Preventing and combating discrimination... Oh, okay, okay, this was a big one right here. Preventing and combating discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation. You know what's interesting is I actually already had a module that I had to do last night on um uh LGBTQ plus and shit last night that took me oh, yeah. like a damn near hours and it was the hardest quiz too. I mean my coworkers is like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like <laughs> I, I I said I, they got Jim Crow Biden in office already and we already got to do this inclusion shit. Yeah, yeah. They said Obama was the first gay president. Well, here's the second one. He definitely yeah, wasn't man. black. Yeah, every person should be treated with respect and dignity. This is the policy, and should be able to live without fear, no matter who they are or whom they love. Okay, children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. Adults should be able to earn a living and pursue a vocation, knowing that they will not be fired, demoted, or mistreated because of whom they go home to. Because how they dress does not conform to sex-based stereotypes. People should be able to access health care and secure a roof over their heads without being subjected to sex discrimination. All persons should receive equal treatment under the law, no matter their gender, gender identity, or sexual orientation. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't have any... I don't have any issue with that, but I mean, that should be common sense, though. You know what I mean? Like, that should be already known, people in general, you know. Not all, not everybody thinks like the, the Trump supporters thinks in terms of discrimination and shit like that. Now, in terms of like a third bathroom or something like that, that I don't agree with. But everybody being treated equally in terms of your gender identity and sexual orientation, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That should already be understood. It shouldn't require executive order. And in fact, right. in fact, I have a problem with the ease of these executive orders, and they're still missing the point. There's still people here that are being murdered by your own government that you can easily put in an actual executive order with the actual verbiage verbiage of those people. I mean, it's, it, 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 I don't. I mean, I'm I'm to the point now where like it's just. I mean, let it play out. Let it play out. This, this shit is going to be crazy, but let it play out. Yeah, I mean, the last few organizing and mobilizing the U.S. government to provide a unified and effective response to combat COVID-19, yada, yada, yada. You know, more COVID-19 shit. Uh, and, a lot, and a lot of the shit that's different in the mass shit is already shit that I already was, was, was talked about. Yeah. Ensuring a lawful and accurate uh, enumeration and apportionment pursuant to the decennial census. 
this could be interesting, but the the last one I think is going to be the more interesting one. Advancing racial equity and support for under underserved communities through the federal government. But let's look at this one first about the census. See what he's talking about. So the census and apportionment processes are enshrined in the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. The, the 14th Amendment apportioned seats in the House of Representatives. I don't feel like reading all this. Both Sound like you're trying to keep your ass on the plantation. Both, well, can make sure everybody continues to take the census or whatever, you know, have data on you. Okay, representatives following the decennial census include all persons who usual place of residence was in that state as of the designated census date, regardless of their immigration status. These laws affirmed by the executive branch's longstanding historical practice do not permit the exclusion of inhabitants of the United States from the apportionment based solely on the ground that they lack a lawful immigration status. So this is for immigrants. Pretty much it's just saying they can't be denied, you know, access to the census. Then, you know, they, they're included regardless of their status, yada, yada. All right, so yeah, I don't need to go into more details about this. This last one, though, I want to see what he talk, he's talking about on this one. This one is advancing racial equity and support for underserved communities through the federal government. All right. <laughs> I already see something that I do not. Okay. I already see, you know, it's the, you know, the old okie doke rounding everybody together. Like we all are one big happy family. But mm -hmm. policy, equal opportunity is the bedrock of American democracy. Um, zoom in some more. Is the bedrock of American democracy and our diversity is one of our country's greatest strengths. But for too many, the American dream remains out of reach. Entrenched disparities in our laws and public policies and in our public and private institutions have often denied that equal opportunity to individuals and communities. Our country faces converging economic health and climate crises, crises, I think that's how you said it, that have exposed and exacerbated inequities, while a historic movement for justice has highlighted the unbearable human costs of systemic racism. Our nation deserves an ambitious, whole of government equity agenda that matches the scale of the opportunities and challenges that we face. So it's just moving. The, okay. Okay. Here we go. By advancing equity across the federal government, we can create opportunities for the improvement of communities that have been historically underserved, which benefits everyone. And there you go. Which benefits everyone. For example, an analysis shows that closing racial gaps in wages, housing credit, lending opportunities, and access to higher education would amount to an additional $5 trillion in gross domestic product in the American economy over the next five years. The federal government's goal in advancing equity is to provide everyone with the opportunity to reach their full potential. Uh... As programs and policies perpetuate systemic barriers to opportunities and benefits for people of color and other underserved, underserved groups. Other underserved groups. 
Uh, such assessments will better equip agencies to develop policies and programs that deliver resources and benefits equitably to all. Now, here we go. Definitions. For purposes of this order, the term equity means the consistent and systemic fair, just, and impartial treatment of all individuals, including individuals who belong to underserved communities that have been denied such treatment, such as black, Latino, and indigenous, and Native American persons, Asian Americans, and Pacific Islanders, and other persons of color, members of religious minorities, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer persons, persons with disabilities, persons who live in rural areas, and persons otherwise adversely affected by persistent poverty or inequality. So they're just bunching everything up into an umbrella. Like, hey, everybody is, you know, underserved. All, you know, people of color and LGBTQ and religious minorities and people with disabilities and people that live in the country. Yeah, like that shit's crazy. (laughs) The term underserved communities refers to populations sharing a particular characteristic as well as geographic communities that have been sustained systematically denied a full opportunity to, to participate in aspects of economic, social, and civic, uh, civic life as exemplified by the list in the preceding definition of equity. Uh, jargon, jargon, I don't... Jargon. I'm just looking through this. There's a bunch of shit that I don't feel like even going through because we got the gist of what it is, so... Yeah, man, so pretty much underserved is anybody <laughs> that ain't got money, pretty much. I mean, like, you know, underserved communities. Oh, yeah, people of color. Wait, LGBTQ. You know, people that grew up in the countryside. Wait a minute, people with disabilities. No, that's not it. People that are poor. You know, like, everybody's underserved. You know, you share a common characteristic. Now look at watch how these Chewy and Amazon factories about to look. It's about to look very, very interesting when we start making a lot of shit in America, and we got these, <laughs> we got these orders. <laughs> the workplace about to look very interesting. <laughs> man, oh man. man! Hey, it's uh, you know, just an interesting time we live in, man. You know, Biden. You know, Biden. You know what I mean? If you- <laughs> You don't vote for me. You ain't black. Biden. Jim Crow Biden. <laughs> Jim Crow Biden. Kamami Harris. They making those memes about her with her police uniform on and shit. Like, that shit had me rolling. I was looking at some of the memes they had. Um, but yeah, man. What's Biden going to do next? Until next time yeah. on Dragon Ball Z. I don't know, man. I don't know what Biden's going to do next, but... He's going to try to continue to bring us all together, you know, just under one happy family, you know, under one roof, one nation, one all, all that bullshit. One happy gay nation. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what it's looking like. You know what I mean? Got to slide that in there. Oh, racial. I thought this was racial, sir. I thought this was supposed to be racial equity. That's what it said in the motherfucking headline. <laughs> LGBTQ plus equity. Disabilities equity, poor equity, 
Nigga, what do you think racial equity is? Nigga, niggas is poor, my nigga. Like, oh, yeah, we're just going to include everybody. Yeah, all people of color. We're not just going to single you out. Yeah, we know you guys are struggling, you know what I mean? But, hey, that stimulus, though, you're going to be good. Everybody gets a stimulus. We're all going to be good. We're all going to be one happy family. Nah, fuck that, nigga. Wow. That's crazy, man. That's I can already see. I know there's some people already saying it. They ain't gotta look. They, but you know, it, they, they get that new, they get that new stimmy. They get that new stimmy and say, "This is reparations. This is our reparations right here." I can see people saying that bullshit. Stupid. But you know, it could, it, it could be, it could, we could be, I could be gloom and dooming. It could be worse. It could be better, a lot better than what we can, um, what we imagine. You know. Because I think I think with Trump, I, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than Trump than what it really was, and it could be the same with Biden. Be, being realistic, it could look worse I, than what it really. I mean, will be. this is I mean, this is just the first week. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's the first week of stuff. A lot of it having to do with COVID nineteen, obviously, because we're still dealing with that. The first one is the biggest one, in my opinion, is just like you know, um, eliminating private, privately owned. Detention centers, criminal detention facilities. I think that's huge. Yeah. The other ones are just kind of like jargon. Yeah, just jargon with the CDC guidelines and shit for COVID nineteen. The last um one. the the big one that another one that I think is big that we kind of over overlooked that I think is actually very 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 big. Besides the Made in America one was the one talking about bringing science back into uh the population thing or the yeah. uh the that's global it. thing. It was uh They're about to fuck us up, cause dude, I think we're going to ice age, dude. Like the actual, the true science, the unbiased science says the global warming is just a natural cycle. And if they're going to talk, if they're talking about bringing science into it, and they're still talking about the global warming shit, dude, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to be fucked up, man. Cause they're going to, they're, 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 they're teaching us the total opposite of what's really going on. Yeah, this one right here, uh, protecting public health and the environment and restoring science to tackle the climate crisis. It's no climate crisis. What a, uh, what's that little, the little girl that made popular Greta Thunberg. She got her own documentary and shit. You know, we are not going to settle for this. We are going to fight. You know, you know, they, it's, they it's, it's no climate crisis, man. They're going to have some puppet. They got to have some puppet. So they made this, well, it's like this girl from New Zealand or something, the face of this shit or whatever. When we look back, that's that might be the biggest executive order because they're trying to, they're basically, uh, they're trying to basically get it to where, you know, they charge us for as much as, as much CO2 that we emit. Think about that shit, bro. Like, man, this shit is fucking crazy. You think, man, nigga, this is going to be a rebellion because they're really talking about this shit. That's the executive order right there. Like, yeah. Basically, charge you for how much CO two that you emit, dude. Charge you per amount of energy you use and controlling the energy. This is gonna be crazy, dude. Yeah, right here. Um, section four, no, section five, accounting for the benefits of reducing climate pollution. It is essential that agencies capture the full cost of greenhouse gas emissions as accurately as possible, including by taking global damages into account. So. Another way for them to get more control and steal more money. Yep. Yep. But hey, man. 
This is y'all wanted, right? Y'all y'all voted Biden, you know, Jim Crow Biden into office. You ain't black. You don't vote for Biden. You know what I mean? Crazy. But uh I think that's I think that's a good stopping point for this uh this episode because you know uh I mean yeah we covered a lot of the information. Was there anything else? Was there anything else you wanted to talk about before? Nah, we were we covered more than than, than I had in mind. Nothing else coming to the top of my mind I can think of. Yeah, I just I just like to let it flow. Um, yeah, same. Just like to let it flow, the conversation. Um, yeah, Kamala Harris again. They still talking about the inauguration. Kamala Harris's great niece's inauguration coat has Oakland roots. You know, Oakland, Black City. You know, Black Panthers. You know, back in the day was out there. Oh yeah, Black. We gotta we gotta continue to make sure people know that Kamala's uh Black, part Black. She won't even really claim it. Was she really even claiming her heritage like that before? She wasn't up until right before she started running. She right. was like always Indian, Indian, Asian. Like she used to include all that. And very rarely would she say she was just black. Now she got some Tims on and they think she's little Kim or some shit. Like, yeah, she's goofy. Crazy, man. Crazy times we living in. But yeah. um, Yeah, with that being said, I don't have nothing else to... Let's try to make sure. Yeah, I'm looking on Twitter because, like, this is where I find this is where I get most of my news is from social media. So I don't even really mainstream news networks. I don't really fuck with those. Nah, I think that's it. I ain't got nothing. FBI said that the pipe bombs. The cat at the U.S. Capitol were planted the night before. Hmm. FBI won't say that they helped plan this entire thing that transpired. They won't say that though. Right. But they will get on. They will get on uh, Twitter and ask niggas to snitch on rappers and shit. Yeah, they will do that. You know. If you have any information. About such and such, please contact us. Right. But yeah. Oh yeah, Biden. He's reopening Obamacare enrollment. Mm. That's something big. Wow. Re reopening that. Um, do you know? What, do you know much about Obamacare? Well, I mean, since working in healthcare, do you know any much about it? Or? Yeah, it shouldn't be allowed. What's like, I mean, I haven't really done much research on it myself. Basically, it, it, it forces everybody to have to get health insurance. But the thing is, it, it, it's not, in a, it's not universal health care. It's, it's if you don't, if you don't get health insurance by a certain point of the year, you get taxed by the government, like 600 or $700, something crazy like that. What the if fuck? You, so basically you have to have insurance. Like, so if you're middle class, like somebody like me, I don't. I mean, I don't think I need to have health insurance, but of course I have to have it because I work in healthcare or whatever. Um, but Obamacare basically enforces every. You gotta have. You have to have health insurance. Everybody has to have health insurance, or you have to pay back. The, you have to pay it in taxes, basically. But it's not universal health care like it was touted to be. It's some bullshit. Wow, I remember niggas thought it was big. They you know they got their little Obama phone and shit. 
yeah, change we can believe in and all this other shit. And I'm just like, man, yeah, you just got hit with the okie doke again. But hey, Obamacare, yeah, we we get health care. Yeah, everybody get health care. Yeah, the fact should, that we should have universal, our health care should be free to fucking begin with. Like, the fact that a sitting president can talk about Obamacare and there's not a single senator or governor or anybody to, to challenge that is, is concerning to me. We're about to be fucked on so many different levels. We're about to be fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but at least, at least everybody would be gay and happy, I guess. I mean, yeah. Sure. School shooting every other week, and I seen they were talking about how you know it was a school shooting. They, uh, they were here's what I what I what they're, what they're talking about in the news. They're talking about QAnon and conspiracy theorists and shit. And they were talking about how somebody, I guess a senator, had just had said that you know these different school shootings were false flag events and stuff like that. But see, I was reading between the lines. The next segment was talking about how Biden wasn't able to open up the schools. So I'm like, hmm. That first week of school opens up, it's going to be hella mad shootings, dude. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, we're about to get hit with some more propaganda, some, you know, those commercials and shit, like kids in the classrooms. I saw that commercial. I was like, okay, wow. And everybody's like, yeah, deep, deep commercial. I was like, okay, you know, you know cinematic. They had the kids, you know, talking about their first day of school. Like, hey, yeah, we're going to. We're, we're heading back to school today, you know, super hype. And then in the background, you hear screaming. There's an active shooter in the background of the, the actual commercial. And then it gets progressively worse throughout the commercial. It's like, yeah, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, learn. We're happy. And it's like this kid, he's breaking the, he's breaking the window with his, um, his skateboard. He's like, he's busting the window out. And then, yeah. And then, um, you, next, one of the other scenes, the later scenes, the girl, she, She's like scared and crying. She's like in the bathroom and she's like telling her mom she loves her. She's texting her, I love you. And then she, like, right as she finishes it, she's like, you know, we just, you know, want, I'm paraphrasing, you know, we're just, we're just trying to, you know, live and uh, grow, grow and stuff. He busts open the door and like that's the end of the commercial. It's, you know, it's super dramatic, man, but it's like, I mean, I mean, this is what, I mean, this is the world we live in, right? This is what, this is what it is now. You know, this is what, this is what America is, you know? I ain't worried. I did my research. I'm going to be all right. Yeah. Shit, I'm good. I'm good. But uh, on that note, as always, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, if you didn't enjoy it, you know, let us know in the comments. We're open to constructive criticism, of course. Um, also, the podcast is available on all like major like streaming platforms. If you're listening on like Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a review, that is uh, beneficial to the visibility of the podcast. You know, a five star rating helps out a lot. And um, as always, you know, we're just going to keep grinding. It's an, it's another long year ahead of us. A lot of stuff, you know, a lot of crazy stuff I know will happen. Good things will happen. Bad things, but, you know, that's up. That's life, you know. Up it's life. Um, just going to take the good with the bad and 
and just continue to move forward and um yeah just work on our goals and grow uh, I got. I think it's. I think it's better days on the horizon if we just keep our minds right, and stay on the right path. Yeah. For sure. This quote. I got a quote from um, Albert Einstein. He said, "There are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle." So, um, yeah. On that note. I think we're going to be out on this one. Till next time, people. Peace. Peace.